I'm the DG in the team from Traditional Affairs. You'll recall this meeting, we are just continuing from where we left the other day, way in. We, we said we need to set aside at least a day. Then let me deal with uh, apologies first. I've got an apology from Honorable Mabika, Honorable Honorable Mukalipi, Honorable Brink, and Honorable Stan. She's she's a minister, it's attending a funeral, and the DG. She's chairing the DG of DCOC, chairing the performance uh, review meeting. She will only join us in the evening. Then from the DTA, as I said, I, I want to welcome DG and the team, including the CEO. Uh, we had sent uh, the invitation to all provincial houses. The plan is that moving forward, we are also going to, having listened to what the provincial members will be saying today, our intention is to then call the, the provinces, the MSCs from provinces, so that they can also then come and share with us on how are they supporting the, 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 the traditional leaders in the various uh, provinces. We are raising it because uh, when you, you move around, others, uh, traditional leaders are getting different benefits from the others, but we are not a federal republic. Uh, the matters that are of concern for us as this committee are that we, 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 we have observed, as you have seen yesterday, you were dealing with the APPs for the department. It has been our expectation that um, certain uh, resolutions of the INDAVA should start then to talk to the plans of the department. And if you recall the recommendation that we submitted of this committee, a preliminary 2020 budget review and recommendation report, when you look in particular recommendation 4.3, it instructed the Department of Traditional Leadership Affairs to provide this committee a report on the finalization and implementation of the program of action on the resolutions of the 2017 traditional leadership in DABA. The department has not yet complied with this request. And this is from the 2020 budget review and recommendation report. We do understand that many of the issues resolved at the Indaba at the preserve of other line function departments. However, 
it's our expectation that uh, the Department of Traditional Affairs is the lead ministry. The department has a duty to see to it that these other line departments fulfill their commitments in terms of the resolutions. The department must therefore strive to minimize the impression that it is shift that it is shifting responsibilities away from itself. Having said that, uh, let me welcome you all. Maybe let me allow first the CEO of the National House to introduce the other members of the National House that are present, including the ones from the provincial houses. Over to you, CEO Sitole. Chairperson, thank you. I thought maybe Chairperson, when National House will give a broader overview, then I come in after him. I don't know, Chair, you will direct. But listening to me, I said introduce all oh. the members of the National House and from the province before we start with the meeting. Oh, thank you. Uh, thank you, Chairperson. And uh, Thank you for the opportunity. Uh, Chairperson, I have uh, Chairperson when National House in Kosumashangu uh, present in the meeting. Uh, we we have the uh, we have U Deputy Chairperson in uh, She's present in the meeting. The one on video is Mufumahadi Mupedi, uh, who's a member of the National House from Free State. Uh, we have uh, as well, uh, uh, I've seen Nkosiga Zingonyama in the meeting. Uh, I've seen Khosisi uh, Atulo from Northwest in the meeting. She is a member of the National House. Nkosu uh, Kumete is a member of the National House. Uh, I've seen, uh, I, I'm just trying to get all members of the National House. Inkosi uh, Umkajwa from Bumalango is a member of the National House. And Morena Lifa Mupedi is a member of the National House. Inkosi Ngonyama have already mentioned that she's present. Uh, Princess uh, Muroka, uh, she's present. Uh, she's a member of the National House. Uh, yes, then going to the Provincial House. Uh, Chairperson, I've seen Koshimabe uh, from Northwest, the Chairperson in the Provincial House. Gibona Koshi Tole from Northwest. Gibona Koshi Gibonelli. Just a second, Chair, let me just quickly scroll. Uh, Hoshi, uh, the deputy chairperson of Northwest, Hoshi Muliti, Uhona, Nkosu Tembe, Ukona Naye in the meeting. Nkosu Tembe is from KZN. Nkosu Ukule, Ukona Naye in the meeting. Chairperson, yes, the one on the video is an official from Gauteng who's working with traditional leaders. Uh, 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 these are the members 
that I could see now. I might have omitted some, but uh, uh, I've tried to get as much as I can. Others are, are colleagues, are officials uh, who are accompanying the provincial houses. Chairperson, seemingly you are still muted. My apologies. I was trying to say, let's then also deal with the households. I see there's a lot of microphones that are not muted. The likes of Ogiven and Papule Malulek, can they mute their microphones so that then we will be able to proceed properly? Uh, yes, it says that we always mute uh, our microphones when we are not recognized by the chairperson. Uh, also, that if you are not speak, then also mute your video. disruptions it's our humble plea. Then you'll recall we had this meeting. There were presentation made and then there's been a lot of concerns. And we said that night we couldn't exhaust the everything that was at our disposal. Then we said Let's then reconvene again uh, and then utilize uh, the little part of today to deal with issues that are of concerns. Maybe moving forward, then we'll, we'll be able to attend to most of the issues. Our meeting that we held, we held it on the 8th of, on the 8th of this month, if you recall. Uh, yes, we, we had the meeting on the 8th of April. Then we said, let's attend to a better date. I should believe it will be very critical that we also listen to the provincial perspective in Kosimatlango. I'll allow you to, to just say something before we, we, we proceed. So that then collectively, Having listened to the provincial perspective as well, it can assist us then to be able to hold the relevant MECs that uh, delegated this responsibility to address your matters. And um, we are saying we'll get a date in the nearby future wherein we will coordinate all those MECs for them to come here and tell us what are they actually doing 
to support this uh, institution of traditional leadership. Having said that, let me then welcome all of you, uh, your majesties and her majesties who are in our midst. We are at your hands today. You need to also share with us as we discuss these issues, whether whatever the department that is supposed to, to lead, as I've said earlier, is adding any value towards your work so that then you are supported because there is this responsibility from the ministry and the department to support you in whatever you do. Uh, you remember also the national department is responsible for policies. And after all, the, the custodian of the legislations that governs your operations. Uh, there are matters that since we met when we were elected to this term in 2019, were said to us were areas of priorities. Maybe with dealing with this in the progress, then it will be able enable us now that we are almost in midterm to assess whether we are doing well or not. But nevertheless, that is the issue also to alert the members of the provincial house and local houses in Northwest. And next week, from the 10th to the 7th of May, the committee in your province. So as we've done in KZN while we were there, we managed to interact with many uh, traditional leaders that also assist us then to be able to meaningfully uh, uh, participate in this meeting of today. We should then, in our program, also create a, a, a space for us to interact with the traditional leaders in the province. Having said that, uh, is there anything that you you want to say before I allow uh, the provincial leaders to also input on their reaction with the presentation that has been shared on the eighth on the progress made with regard to the implementation of the uh, traditional leadership in the twenty seventeen one. Over to you, President. Uh, uh, thank you, uh, Honorable Chair um, of the session. Uh, greetings uh, to you, Chair. Um, and let me also greet um, the Deputy Chairperson uh, of the National House, Chairpersons and Deputies of Provinces, um, my colleagues. Um, members of this uh, portfolio committee um, that are present and um, the DG and officials uh, uh, from both the department and uh, parliament. Um, we 
Let me say first say, Chair, that we appreciate uh, this opportunity that has been given um, uh, to us. Uh, oh, yes, I, I omitted uh, to greet uh, all other traditional leaders that are part of this because we have traditional leaders that are coming from local houses and also uh, members of the national house and other members of provincial houses that have joined us um, today. I think uh, on behalf of the institution, uh, Chair, I want to say thank you um, for taking our matters uh, seriously uh, and also for giving the institution an opportunity to be able to speak because I believe that in this platform, uh, we'll be able to find uh, solutions uh, to problems that have besieged uh, the sector since um, um, uh, you know, yeah, since democracy, because I'll only talk about uh, from '94 coming this way, uh, and what has what happened prior that uh, one would not uh, get into it. But I think uh, now that uh, we are a democratic structure, um, we need to find space, you know, between uh, uh, the traditional leadership and those that are elected uh, in power. And I think uh, the most difficult part uh, is to find the balance uh, between, between the two. Uh, you know, the coexistence of two structures that are supposed to be responsible for the same community. Uh, in most cases, it poses uh, challenges and it needs a very sober uh, people to be able to deal with uh, problems uh, that are besieging uh, the sector that are facing um, um, a sector, especially that that does not necessarily have a, a authority or government authority uh, within its uh, <clears throat> its ambit. So it relies on the other, on the democratically elected um, structure for it uh, to exist. And I I know Jay, that it is natural that um, uh, if you are in power. Uh, it is very difficult to share power. Uh, and if there is a structure that you feel that it might be disturbing uh, your uh, sunshine, uh, it creates a bit of a, a problem. I think that's where the institution finds itself, you know, uh, where it has to coexist. Uh, so I think as leaders, we need to try and find a balance uh, that we are all working for the same communities or for the same constituency. Um, and uh, all of us have the interests of the same constituency. And for us to be able to serve those constituencies, we ought to work uh, together um, as um, uh, elected representatives and uh, the traditional system uh, of government, because we still have a larger population that still believes in the system uh, of traditional leadership as much as they believe in the democratic system. But, uh, you know, so these two, systems uh, ought to find um, each other. So thank you for giving us an opportunity and also for recognizing the existence um, uh, of the sector. And we are hoping that um, uh, we will be able to come up with solutions that will assist the department to be able to support us. Because I think uh, uh, the biggest challenge is the political will, uh, uh, of which I think it's what is not allowing the sector to evolve. So we have not been able to give space for this sector of traditional leadership to be able to evolve like any other sector, 
make mistakes like any other sector and be able to correct those mistakes and work um, uh, for our own communities. So um, I would cite an example, Chair, that um, we had to uh, warn the president that uh, we are aware that uh, each and every time he comes to address the house, he speaks, but no one does anything after he's spoken. So not even you don't even hear a premier or a minister quoting what he may have said uh, to the sector. So what he says is not a uh, policy. You know, people just take it as the president's speech. So when he comes next year, he would not even refer to his speech uh, last year, or he would not even talk about progress that has been made since he spoke. You know, so it tells you that there is a problem. We have not yet found each other. And, 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 and I think uh, our attitude uh, today is that of trying to find uh, each other, that we ought to find each other to be able to work with our communities. We've taken a different um, uh, route as a sector, a route that seeks to turn us into developmental monarchs, uh, that we need to develop our own communities. Uh, we came up with the Invest Rural Program, of which we believe that it will change the lives uh, of rural communities. And for us, uh, Chair, what is important is that uh, our our people uh, should not see us as sellouts, all of us. You know, they should know that we all have the interests, their interests at heart. Uh, we are in this leadership position to serve our people. I think all of us, we are not there to serve our own interests. And I think that's what uh, should drive all of us, that we want to serve the interests of our own people. Hence, we are coming up with these programs, of which we're hoping that uh, government will support us uh, in those programs. And this department that is created uh, uh, to support us should take this program seriously because if they are taken seriously, uh, they will change the lives of rural communities. Uh, they would bring a dignity to rural communities. Uh, it would allow rural communities to work towards pro prosperity and also give hope uh, to people that are living in rural areas. So I thought, Chair, that let me just be broad uh, in what um, I should say um, uh, today, but uh, also say that the the resolutions or the declaration that we took at the Indaba uh, are resolutions uh, that are supposed to be taking us forward as a sector. And uh, this department that is supposed to be uh, supporting us, it is also not properly supported by government uh, to be able to uh, to do its work. I think Treasury uh, and, uh, you know, and, and political leadership, I think uh, people still are uncomfortable um, uh, with this sector. So whenever uh, they allow the sector to evolve, they want to stifle how uh, it evolves. And also uh, even the assistance that is given is given on piecemeal. So as if <laughs> We are there as a sector either to steal uh, from government or to take away something from, from government. And yet we are a government entity as a sector. We are not a sector that is somewhere there on its own, but we ought to be working for the same uh, communities. I think in a nutshell, Chair, I thought, let me just uh, uh, speak from, from this angle, an angle that I think uh, will not pity us against uh, the department or against the, uh, the portfolio committee, or against government. But we should be speaking in terms of trying to find uh, solutions 
uh, and finding each other uh, in making sure that because whatever we agree on will cascade down to uh, to our people that are that are poor uh, in rural areas that are always facing poverty they don't have jobs so if we build these structures then we are if we are building a foundation for them uh, to be able to grow as a rural communities i think that would be my my input uh, chair thank you Thank you so much, Inkosi uh, Matlangu. Thank you so much, CEO. Maybe for want to respond to what Inkosi um, Matlangu was saying, are you able to do a template? Since uh, let's not take it a bit far away. Since 2019, when President Ramaphosa is opening this uh, house, definitely, as Inkosi Matlango has said, there are commitments and the directive that President said they need to happen. As we are continuing doing during the day, I'm giving you a test now, uh, CEO. Can you go and extrapolate all those issues? You start on the 2019 address, 2020 address, 2021 address, and, and, and extrapolate those critical issues that the president said and make a, a column for progress to check if there's any progress on what the president has said up to today. So you'll be talking about a two full year, uh, uh, because the 2021, it might be a progress, work in progress, but that's the matters that we can also elevate. So you can do that. I think I'll give you an opportunity later during the day to talk to that. And also uh, we must also reflect on that one and then come with a, a conclusive program of action. As I've raised earlier, colleagues, you also recall that uh, we had a traditional in leadership in Dama is the committee where we hosted you on the 26th and the 27th of November, 2019. And then out of that, there were key issues that we identified that needed the department to follow up. Uh, maybe now, because the department at the time it already made a presentation, and I see we have got uh, members, some members from the local house who were not part of the meeting last time. Let me quickly, for, for them to be at par with us, I'll ask the DG to quickly flout that presentation and raise critical issues because I want everybody to participate in this meeting, which we shouldn't assume that all of us and I suspect it's not everybody who got that presentation. Did you forward it to the houses? Let me check that. DG and the CEO, you highlight the issues on that presentation so that even when the other members of the local houses and the provincial houses that are here, then they will be able to also participate. 
After doing that, when the two of you have done that, I'll ask the provincial chairs and secretaries, as the Inkosimatlango is that they are here, to comment on that. And then the members will come in, ask questions, yeah, and then progress in that fashion. That's how we'll do it. But whoever wants to say something, you're free to raise your hand on the platform. I'm trying to raise it with regard to our uh, senior traditional leaders who are coming from the local houses, so that if the issues that they want to bring, this meeting is open for everybody to participate. So there's no restriction. So over to you, DG. Then the CEO will follow. I see the presentation is on the screen now. You can proceed. DG. Uh, thank you. Thank you, uh, Honorable Chairperson. I hope that I'm audible. Yes, um, you are. Yes, thank you. Thank you very much, Honorable Chairperson uh, and Honorable Members of the Committee. Um, greetings to the Chairperson of the uh, National House and the Deputy Chairperson as well. Um, other members of the House and other Amakosi who are present in the meeting um, and colleagues as well. Um, I'm joined by our two DDGs, um, uh, uh, Mashandu and Mamukhaladi, uh, and uh, our chief director, uh, Jacob Mashishi, uh, and other support staff from the, from the DG's office and the deputy minister's office. Uh, Chairperson, the presentation in details is now on, on the screen. Uh, I'm just going to ask with, you, with your permission, Chairperson, that uh, Mr. Mashishi just uh, uh, highlight the key issues in the presentation uh, as requested, um, so that then it can serve as a basis for the discussion uh, going forward. Uh, thank, thanks, Chairperson. May I proceed, Chair? Yes. Thank you very much, Chairperson. Uh, let me also greet you, Chair, and uh, greet uh, honorable members of the Portfolio Committee. Let me also greet the Chairperson of the National House, Ngos uh, Matangu, Deputy Chair, Ngos Kasi Mamklauli, and uh, all other honorable members of other houses of traditional leaders, uh, DG, uh, my colleagues and the Secretary of the National House. Uh, Chair, I'm just going to run quickly in a brief, as you have requested through the presentation. Uh, what is now being is the outline of the presentation. Uh, the Indaba was held in 2017 uh, on the 29th uh, of May uh, to the 2nd of June. It resolved on those four thematic areas, land ownership, tenure rights, and economic development. It resolved nation building and social cohesion, institutional capacity and support, constitutional and legislative mandate. Uh, the purpose really is to brief uh, uh, this uh, guest house on the uh, progress uh, that has been registered with regard to the resolutions of the 2017 Indaba. In terms of the background chairperson, uh, this slide just talks about the attendees of the Indaba, uh, traditional leaders across the country, 
officials of government departments, uh, experts in academia in relation to areas or thematic areas of the of the Indaba, uh, Contra Lesa and the National Cohesion Council uh, participated uh, uh, during the Indaba. And so was the ministers and deputy ministers uh, who were invited. The president opened the Indaba and the deputy president closed the Indaba. Uh, in terms of continuation of the background, traditional leaders resolved as indicated on a number of issues that were important to the institution of traditional leadership. Chair, what we are also highlighting, uh, as you have said, uh, is that uh, the issues that were resolved, uh, it was understood that uh, they would be uh, implemented over a short, medium to long-term periods. Uh, and the reason was that this is due to the fact that some of the resolutions required policy uh, uh, directive uh, or amendments, uh, especially the ones on land matters, uh, as you would see in the presentation later. Uh, some were also administrative issues that uh, uh, departments would, would, would implement. Uh, the Indaba chairperson also, cons- after the Indaba, my apologies, the department uh, then consulted uh, with uh, the departments uh, that were uh, responsible for the resolutions of some of the uh, of the Indaba uh, decisions as they fall within their mandates, and this included the chairperson uh, in 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 slide uh, uh, five, the Department of Agriculture, Land Reform, and Rural Development the Department of Mineral Resources and Energy, Small Business Development, uh, Department of Planning, Monetary and Evaluation, uh, Justice, Sports, Arts and Culture, uh, Tourism, and uh, our own sister department, the DCOC. And we also presented the resolutions to the Governance, State Capacity and Institutional Development Working Cluster in order to ensure that uh, uh, the relevant departments that were affected uh, are informed about the resolutions and then can they, they can then take them forward. In terms of progress, I will then take you chair through the four thematic areas, uh, starting with the land ownership, tenure rights and economic development. The first issue that was resolved there was the issue of the 13% of land uh, to be transferred to traditional councils. Uh, but traditional leaders also not only focused on the 13%, they also focused on the 87% uh, that uh, a land summit should therefore after be held to focus on the transformation of the 18%, I mean the 87% of the land parcel. And also chair that the expropriation of the land uh, in relation to section 25 should uh, focus on the 87% and not on the 13% that was understood to be already within uh, the institution of traditional leadership. In other words, traditional communities are occupying that 13%. Uh, As a result of that resolution, uh, government has through the Department of uh, Agriculture, Land Reform and Rural Development, working together with DTA, conducted study visits uh, to two African countries to benchmark on the land tenure suitable for traditional communities. Uh, These teams were led by Deputy Minister Vapela and Deputy Minister Squatcher. Uh, the delegation, however, chairperson included traditional leaders. And further uh, to that, uh, the uh, desktop analysis was conducted 
with countries such as Ghana, Mozambique, Rwanda, and Mexico in order to enrich uh, the benchmarking exercise that was being undertaken at the time. Based on the lessons learned, Chair, uh, government developed a pre-proposal on transfer of communal land that will be processed further. And in this regard, uh, a draft consultative policy document on communal land was developed for wider consultation in the country. And we have already started with the consultations with the House. Uh, recently, the National House uh, uh, was consulted on this matter. Uh, during the opening in the debate of the House in March this year, President also committed that the land summit will be held this year. However, that uh, should be preceded by provincial summits. The IMC on land reform chaired by the deputy president is also uh, overseeing this commit, uh, commitment to ensure that uh, the land summit is uh, held this year. Uh, in terms of the continuation of this uh, thematic area, uh, we all uh, remember that traditional leaders uh, uh, had an, a, a concern with the SPLUMA, the Special Planning and Land Use Management Act, as they viewed it to be eroding the, the authority of traditional leaders within their uh, areas of jurisdictions. Uh, consultations were conducted with a view to find a solution to the, the impasse. Uh, and and, and uh, as we proceeded, it was found that uh, Limpopo proposed a model which was uh, preferred by uh, traditional leaders uh, on SPLUMA. Uh, the department therefore committed to work with provinces to promote the inclusion of traditional leaders in local government structures or in local structures for the implementation of SPLUMA, drawing from the Limpopo example. Uh, the department will further consult with uh, uh, the House, uh, DPME, DCOC, uh, Rural Development on SPLUMA as they all have a role to play in so far as the SPLUMA is concerned. Uh, one other resolution was the issue of the establishment of the Land Commission as a Chapter 9 institution. And uh, we believe that this will also form part of the land summit that will be uh, held during the course of this year. Again, uh, traditional leaders chair were concerned about the lack of development in traditional communities, which also necessitated a resolution on socioeconomic development uh, for traditional communities. In this regard, the Agrarian Revolution Program was viewed as one of the programs that can assist to bring about the much de uh, needed development in traditional communities. Uh, focus now chair is on the remodeling of the program based on the unfortunate experiences we we had with the agrarian revolution program as it was not that much successful. Uh, and and, and uh, this is the work that is occupying the department of uh, COCTA uh, and we are working with them to ensure that the agrarian revolution that will be implemented through the CWP program uh, benefits uh, the uh, traditional communities as it was intended. The national house, however, on the other hand, continued with its socioeconomic development program uh, and, and uh, in partnership with the Solidarity Fund, uh, the House has been very much uh, uh, on the ground to implement uh, uh, the projects that fell under their partnership with the Solidarity Fund uh, with regard to the identification of small-scale farmers and households that uh, have benefited from the food and input uh, voucher projects 
and to this end, they had targeted 20,000 and 45,000 uh, uh, beneficiaries. Uh, in terms of the uh, continuation of the, this thematic area, uh, the department has also assigned the MOU with the Department of Rural Development to assist the department to implement projects related to land agriculture and rural development, taking advantage of the communal land that has been placed by Amakosi. The House has also launched the Invest Rural, uh, which is aimed at developing a plan for each community based on the strength and areas, uh, strength of areas uh, and the communities in question in terms of what would each community uh, offer in terms of development. Uh, the Invest Rural Chairperson is seen as a vehicle uh, to ensure that the DDM is successfully implemented in traditional communities. And we think that it will bring about much needed infrastructure development that will create jobs and relieve our communities of, of some of the uh, uh, challenges that they are facing with regard to uh, their socioeconomic uh, situations. The, DD, the Invest Rural approach will also be incorporated in the district development uh, model and the one plans of municipalities will also uh, incorporate the wishes and aspirations of uh, the communities uh, as part of the Invest Rural approach. Uh, we are currently working with uh, uh, DCOC to ensure that uh, the views and aspirations of traditional communities in terms of development and as uh, outlined in the Invest Rural uh, feature much in the district development model are part of, of the one plan and that municipalities and the whole local government uh, uh, structures, as they continue to implement programs uh, at the local level, they take into account uh, this uh, important uh, development imperatives. So the next one is the thematic area on nation building and social. Uh, and the first resolution there was to accelerate the statutory recognition and participation of the traditional and question leaders in government programs. In this regard, Chair, the TKLA was enacted in 2019 and its commencement started on 1 April. And it makes provision for the statutory recognition of the Khoisan leaders and structures. With regard to the strengthening the participation of traditional leaders in municipal councils and government programs and structures, uh, the TKLA's amended section 81 the TKLA amended Section 81 of the Municipal Structures Act, which deals with the participation of uh, traditional leaders in municipal council. This section chair is now elaborative and is more clearer to ensure that uh, it gives meaningful participation of traditional leaders in municipal council. Uh, the amendment, amended uh, section also addresses key uh, gaps that relates to the participation of traditional leaders in, in council as it was in the previous section uh, 81 of the Municipal Structures Act. We also, as DTA, developed uh, the guidelines for the participation of traditional leaders in the DTM so that we assist and ensure that uh, their participation is well understood and they also understand their role in the, in the DTM. Chair, so the next slide deals with uh, uh, nation building in continuation around the elimination of the uh, cultural practices that violated the rights of individuals which are legislated 
uh, in this case, the rights of women, children, and communities. Uh, the House has developed and implemented the Awareness and Transformation Program for the Protection of Rights of Women uh, and other vulnerable groups around harmful cultural practices, such as Ugutwala, attacks on the uh, people we living with albinism, which we had experienced uh, uh, at that time, initiation of abduction, which is still a challenge at the moment, uh, patriarchy, gays and lesbians. Uh, the induction program chair uh, for members of the structures of the uh, houses and for traditional uh, councils, which will commence soon since TKLA has commenced, will include uh, a program focusing on women empowerment and gender equality in order to sensitize the structures about the importance of implementing the transformation imperatives within the sector in order to give effect to uh, 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 the Bill of Rights. And, and again, during the Women's Month Dialogue held during 2020, the House received a, a briefing regarding challenges uh, faced by the LGBTIQ plus community uh, as a result, uh, the House and traditional leaders resolved to work towards contributing to the eradication of discrimination uh, directed at this uh, community. Uh, and, and in this regard, the House uh, intended to, to educate communities about equality and sexual orientation. This will be an ongoing program of the House. Furthermore, the House participated in various engagements aimed at ending discrimination against the LGBTIQ community. It was further agreed that one of the mechanisms that can be used in this regard will be the rite of passage, which is initiation, to educate the young boys around how they should behave and how they should treat these other vulnerable groups uh, so that uh, we reduce uh, this violence that is directed at these uh, vulnerable groups of society. On page 10, Chair, uh, the sector, in this case, that is the traditional leadership sector, also its part insofar as uh, women empowerment and gender equality is concerned. And here we are citing a number of interventions that were implemented by the House, which includes uh, the fact that in the House we have got a, a women committee that is focusing on women empowerment and gender equality issues. Uh, the House is also represented at SANAC and uh, Moral Regeneration Programs uh, or Structures. Uh, the House has also uh, successfully implemented the Project Intervisita uh, uh, Program in partnership with the Department of Justice and NPA, which was meant to fight gender-based violence and femicide, including discrimination uh, directed at the LGBTQI society. The House has participated actively during the court a case uh, involving uh, a certain Jessile on Ugutwala uh, as the friends of the court. Uh, and, and in that regard, the, 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 the court found that uh, uh, Mr. Jessile was guilty of, of abduction. Uh, the participation of the National House at the, uh, the first of its kind, 2018 presidential uh, summit on GBV and uh, uh, in 2018, uh, Gusqasem Kauli has been, and other members of the House, by the way, have participated actively uh, and continue to do so beyond uh, uh, this uh, beyond this uh, uh, presidential uh, conference. Uh, 
domestic violence workshops held in the provinces of Limpopo and Pumalanga. Uh, the House has been also active in that regard. The National House sessions aimed at uh, ending discrimination against LGBTIQ society. Those chair are some of the examples of the participation of the House insofar as uh, women empowerment and gender equality, as well as uh, uh, protecting the rights of the LGBTI co- uh, society's consent. Chair, the next slide uh, uh, concludes uh, the thematic area on nation building and social cohesion. Uh, this part deals with the issue of the establishment of regional and continental relations through the National House. So far, Chair, engagements have taken place with the traditional leaders in some of these African countries, including Uganda, Botswana, and Lesotho. This visit chair were meant to establish relations, benchmarking on matters pertaining to the institution of traditional leadership, and included information exchange between these countries. We see this chair as the ongoing work of the institution of traditional leadership, which will be carried out through the National House of Traditional Leaders. The next uh, and third thematic area is around institutional capacity and support. And uh, let me also just uh, apologize. Uh, in the first bullet, the members might have uh, uh, the presentation that uh, uh, was uh, missing some weight, but on the screen, chair, we have just corrected that on the first bullet. Traditional leaders resolved that their dignity be resolved through the provision of equitable support. Government has thus far supported the institution of traditional leadership with tools of trade, amongst others. Uh, and provinces continue to be seized with this matter. However, Chair, as we have rightfully indicated, and as the Chair has uh, said during his opening remarks, there continue to be challenges with regard to the support to the institution. In 2013, uh, MINMEC uh, approved the framework for the provision of enabled resources for traditional leaders. This uh, uh, framework uh, set minimum standards for implementation by provinces. However, provinces uh, could also customize and come up with their own standards, but would not set standards below the minimum ones. Uh, Provinces uh, were seized with the implementation. However, as you rightfully indicated, Chair, there is unevenness in terms of the implementation of, of the provision of tools uh, of trade, as well as related uh, support to the institution of capacity of, of traditional leadership in order to provide the necessary support and capacity to the institution. Uh, as, a, as a result, uh, DTA reviewed uh, uh, the framework and came up with the handbook which is currently under consideration by the budget forum, so that the financial implications can adequately be considered by national and provincial treasuries, amongst others, so that we don't go back to experience the very same experiences we had with regard to the implementation of the framework. The next page 11 is a continuation of the thematic area. The, it was further resolved that the institution will advise government and participate in processes to strengthen the legislative framework. The TGLH in section 39 uh, provides uh, for this uh, work to be undertaken. 
and enables the traditional leadership to advise and influence policy direction of government. Chair, this is an interactive uh, process wherein government engages traditional leadership to solicit the views and aspirations of uh, communities through traditional leadership structures such as houses. With the latest chair being uh, policies on marriage, on marriage, that is the latest marriage policy that is before us for inputs. There has been many other inputs, chairperson, that the house has done. However, the, the section 39 now gives more time for the institution to be able to uh, engage uh, uh, structures uh, to solicit views that represent the aspirations and wishes of traditional communities. Uh, so the time period provided by TKLA really is assistive to the institution. Owing to the commencement of the TKLA, the department will be focusing on the induction of the newly reconstituted council in order to equip them with the necessary skills to better position, to be better positioned to carry out their council functions. Chair, in this regard, training has already been scheduled with the support of LTCDA to be rolled out with effect from May 2021 as part of this capacity and support that we are providing to the institution. On page 11, uh, the continuation there uh, is that uh, the issues of remuneration were also resolved during the Indaba, uh, and there was a, 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 a resolution pertaining to the constant engagement with the commission to review the remuneration structure and to enable traditional leaders to effectively perform their functions. Uh, Chair, annually traditional leaders uh, through the house engages with the remuneration commission uh, in order to uh, review the remuneration dispensation of traditional leaders. The remuneration commission has thus indicated that they have also commenced with the comprehensive review of the dispensation for traditional leaders. It was further resolved that uh, uh, traditional leaders would be part of the pension scheme that is the political office, the public office bearers uh, pension scheme. They, this chair has resulted in various engagements being undertaken, which were unfortunately unsuccessful because the public office bearers pension uh, fund uh, did not include uh, traditional leaders in their, uh, uh, in their fund. On medical aid, a determination was made that traditional leaders were eligible to join GEMS. However, uh, some have since joined, uh, but some have, jo have raised concerns around the appropriateness. Uh, 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 let me apologize for that slight mistake. Around the appropriateness of expecting traditional leaders to join, to, to join a government employees scheme, as they viewed it to be the scheme for officials rather than the one for uh, public office bearers. Uh, the conclusion of this thematic uh, area chair is that uh, uh, the issue of the induction program of councillors, traditional leaders requested that the induction of traditional leaders and that of councillors be integrated. Uh, the, 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 the previous, during the previous induction of councillors chair, traditional leaders were part of the induction program. We are also anticipating that uh, post the 2021 local government elections, traditional leaders will be part of the induction program uh, of the newly elected councillors. However, we'll, we'll also ensure that we engage our sister department, DCOC Salga, to ensure that uh, this matter is taken into account. 
DTH has also developed guidelines on the provisioning and maintenance of infrastructure for traditional uh, councils as part of this capacity and support as a thematic area. Uh, this were developed following consultations with the Department of Public Works and Investment uh, and provincial departments. However, Chair, there are also challenges there with regard to the pace of implementation uh, of these uh, guidelines as the budget rests with provinces. And we find that in terms of uh, assisting traditional councils with uh, uh, this infrastructure, such as traditional councils, uh, the pace is not as, 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 as one would have expected. And of course, uh, that can be attributed to the resource constraints. The last thematic area, Chair, is on constitutional and legislative mandate. And this one, Chair, uh, traditional leaders were concerned about the status of traditional legislation that it was taking too long to, to, to come to pass. However, at this moment, the following can be reported that the traditional cost bill is still undergoing parliamentary processes. The CIB has, gone all, has undergone all the necessary parliamentary processes, and it is expected that the president will enact the CIB into an act sooner, probably during the course of this financial year. The TKLA has been enacted in 2019, and it has commenced. Uh, in relation to this one, we are anticipating uh, and we will be working with provinces to ensure that they align their provincial legislation with the TKLA. The issue of Chapter 7 and 12 is an issue that the department is still seized with, uh, and at an appropriate time, this work will also be reported. Uh, the next uh, slide, uh, which is slide. Uh, chairperson, I see my bedroom. Apologies for that. There's somebody with a micro with a name called RSA. I wonder what is that. That's why you are being disrupted, Mr. Mashish, because that microphone is on. You can proceed, Mr. Mashish. Thank you very much, Chair. The, the, the conclusion on this thematic area chair, was that uh, Dava resolved uh, uh, that the department uh, should back to the inform implementation legislative uh, framework by provinces. And then the recently proclaimed uh, 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 gives the minister in section uh, dealing with regulations, the authority to issue regulations for the uniform, uniform implementation of the Act. Provinces will be commencing with the alignment of their legislation. We will be working with them, Chairperson. Uh, and this will, among us, others, set the norms and standards as it was resolved by the INDABA for uniform, uniform implementation of legislation. As for the development of the African customary law, the department developed customary laws of succession and genealogy research reports for selected kinships and queenships as a starting point. And, and we believe we will uh, 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 continue to uh, uh, work on this matter, Chairperson. And we have also visited other countries such as Namibia together with the National House uh, and, 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 and if I remember, Canada. Uh, and we were also working with the University of Northwest and University of Cape Town, Chairperson, through the uh, Chairperson of the National House 
uh, on the development of uh, uh, customer law, including its codification. Chairperson, in brief, that then concludes uh, the presentation. And let me take this opportunity to thank you, Chairperson and Honorable Members, for giving me this opportunity. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Mr. Mashishi. If you can remove the presentation. Can you remove it from the screen, please? There we are. CEO of the house, is there anything that you want to present or say yes when? Or you are covered? No, Chairperson, thank you. I think we... One is one would basically say is covered. Uh, Mashish has covered a lot of, of 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 things that were raised by the institution. Let me of... see you as well. Can I see you? Yes, Chairperson. Okay. Now you now you can see me. Mm-hmm. Very much, Chairperson. No, Mashish has covered us. Uh, I think he has even uh, uh, responded on some issues. Uh, that we did raise in our initial presentation, Chairperson, which was circulated to members uh, of the committee. It doesn't differ that much. The only thing is the concern that uh, the institution of traditional leaders has up to now is that since 2017, the the, the, the presidential land summit was not held. and, And that was the point of contention up to now. But with a promise that was made uh, during the debate of the opening address of the president this year, uh, the, 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 the Indaba, I mean, the, the presidential Indaba will indeed be held this year. And, and, and to us, that is, that is a plus because we, we, this, that is what we've been, we've been looking for for a very long time. Then the, the other thing is, uh, which uh, it was mentioned as well, is the issue of communal land. Uh, Chair, during Indaba, the decision was taken that the, the, the land that is already in possession of traditional councils, the, the land where in uh, traditional councils have jurisdiction, that land ought to be registered in the name of the traditional council. Remember, Chair, the traditional council is a structure that represents the, 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 the community under that traditional leader. If you say, Sitole traditional council, that is the community Yawastole. So all those that community, it, it, the name of that community, it is then it is named in that uh, particular traditional council. So when when the land is registered, it, it it should be registered in the name of the of the traditional council. However, chairperson when National House uh, did mention earlier on about the invest rural now the the invest rural emanates from the engagement that took place in in in, in 2017 during the indaba uh, we at that stage traditional leaders uh, said we assume that now we have land then what so then they they came up with with this uh, uh, invest rural it started in 2017 uh, 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 and uh, it, it, it evolved until where it was launched this year. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a program that has been well thought of. Uh, 
and that addresses a number of challenges that are there in the rural areas, coupled with the the developmental monarch. It goes hand in hand because the institution of traditional leadership, if it enters, if it it becomes a developmental monarch, it will therefore talk nothing else but development. And it will ensure that communities under traditional leadership uh, uh, do get that particular development that they need. So the the whole uh, influx from from, uh, rural areas to, to, to urban areas will not be seen as it is happening now. Therefore, there will be balance. And Westby, Chair, there will be a development of, of, of rural communities just as the development is taking place in urban areas. Small things, Chair, if you can check, very small things, like a provision of a free Wi-Fi. You will find it in, in urban areas, in, in, in some parts in townships. But you will not get it in 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 municipalities. Maybe not all of them. In some municipalities under the the areas of of traditional leaders or where traditional uh, uh, institutions are, there's no there's no Wi-Fi that is provided by the municipality there, and therefore the 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 the, the learners or the young people, if I may call it that way, in in those areas are unable to to have the access as those who are in urban areas or in townships are. Therefore, the development is become skews. So, Chair, uh, I, I wouldn't go that much because I think Umashish has covered both the, 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 the National House and the, and, 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 and the department in terms of the implementation of the Indaba resolution. Remember, Chair, it's not only 2017, but in 2018, we, we in National House, and provincial houses had Ilikhutla, uh, which was held in 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 KZN, and uh, in 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 2019, uh, National House had Chivizo, which was held in Pumalanga, and and last year we had a midterm review. Now all this uh, 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 the Ilikhutla, the Chivizo. We're stressing on the importance of the implementation of 2017 uh, in Daba, specifically on the transfer of land, because traditional leaders in their communities don't see land as, as land, but when they see land, they see something that has heritage in it, something that will be used for posterity by their communities. So, Chair, that is, that is all that I would say for now. And uh, thank you very much for the opportunity, Chair Gatovos. Thank you, CEO. Can I see by show of hands of the provincial leaders who wants to say something before I allow members of parliament? Or you will participate post the members of parliament having asked questions? Because I don't see anyone raising a hand on the platform. I'll presume maybe you can allow us then to raise issues, then you will come in the way of responses or inputs later. Honorable Teza, your hand was up. Uh, thank you very much, Chair. Uh, I am speaking to you uh, in, a, in, a, in a divided uh, 
focus here in terms of uh, what I'm doing. I'm in a, in a, in a constituency, but uh, thank you very much for allowing us to, to speak, Chairperson. Chairperson, uh, the first thing that I wanted to, to, to speak to was the issue of, of um, the Chairperson of the House when he spoke about uh, them being treated to the level of the president uh, as a by-the-way issue. Now, Chairperson, that is problematic for us because uh, we are from traditional uh, communities, uh, if not all of us, uh, where, where because of where we are in terms of uh, uh, growth levels, not where we are in terms of parliament, but in, in terms of where we are now, currently, as adults, it's because of the guidance and the and the and the the advices of our traditional leaders, and this has to be taken very seriously by government. I do not uh, 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 think that uh, uh, they get it uh, that uh, that institution in South Africa is still as much important. Uh, at some point, I think they would have to 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 to, to let go of of that uh, attitude and really treat our traditional leaders as serious leaders of this country. As much as we treat uh, uh, religious leaders uh, with uh, with with uh, with with dignity, they deserve the constitution uh, 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 allows this chairperson. Uh, uh, we can we can go on to quote uh, twenty uh, I mean two two eleven uh, section two eleven of the constitution, and we can go on to 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 quote uh, uh, many clauses uh, in the in the in the in the in the in the constitution in terms of the 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 the, the, the rights that that are given to to, to our traditional leaders. And so I'm very, very happy that uh, you've, you've come to this point of, 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 of bringing uh, traditionally, because embedded in that, in, in that traditional community and traditional leaders is our culture. Uh, because we are in an African continent and we should behave like that. And uh, we, we, we shouldn't be seen to be eroding that which was uh, a part of us and part of our culture, because while while you 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 are not taking seriously the the, the traditional leadership, you are not taking a, a seriously the culture of our people, and then you are not speaking to to the decolonization of of culture of 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 of, of society in terms of understanding and put measures in place to actually uh, put the, the the right history. Uh, to our people, not of, of 1652 and so forth. We need traditional leadership to then speak to the heritage of our people. Uh, we have written books uh, about, about, about how these this things should be done in terms of uh, academic uh, uh, institutions to, to actually uh, uh, capture properly uh, our, 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 our history of this country in terms of in terms of the land, in terms of when were we in the land? Because now we speak of, of, of 1913, we are caught up in the colonial history. Uh, we speak of 1913, nobody is speaking uh, before that because we have not taken seriously the traditional way of our people to, to, to speak to our heritage. That's one. Number two, 
chairperson, we would then have a serious, serious problem uh, going forward if we are not uh, 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 speaking to the, the the issue of the development of of the customary uh, uh, law in terms of what I said yesterday about the participation of women uh, in 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 in, uh, in terms of women's rights uh, uh, as enshrined in 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 in, in, in section in in. in uh, in, in, in section 108 of 1996 constitution uh, that women's rights to to to, equ- to equally and are uh, equally and their property rights have been protected by the constitution yet women continue to face obstacles both social and legally to uh, to to accessing and using property there are serious consequences to this disposition of land that women traditionally experience as a result of customary law. Women in rural areas rely on access to, to land to, to perform subsistence farming, to produce food and, and, and provide for, for children. Access to, access to land and security of, right, of, of rights to land are critical factors of combating poverty, of combating poverty, Jefferson, promoting promotion of, of public awareness about the vitality of the changes in the law uh, is, 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 is also vitally important. Because if you say that uh, uh, you have, you, this is what you have done in terms of uh, uh, ensuring that the LGBTQI uh, issues are being addressed uh, by the deputy chairperson and so forth, and 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 the women uh, issues and the development of, of of customary law are actually addressed. Uh, what mechanisms uh, are there to to ensure that uh, the public is aware? Because there's there's stigmatization, there's historical t- stigmatization that women belong to the kitchen. There's historical. Uh, uh, stigmatization that the LGBTQI uh, cannot exist amongst us. Uh, what are we going to do? Are we killing them? Are we going to kill them and do them and do, and do them away and wish them away? They are here right now, Chaperson. And those are the things that I'm worried about. And then I'm worried about. Uh, we spoke about the the, the 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 investment and the lack of economic activities in in those areas in rural in rural communities. Nothing is happening yet, such that we have an erosion. Of, of 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 rural communities into urban areas because uh, 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 the ruling party has just decided uh, post uh, post 1994 that uh, we are going to we are going to be safe and take an already uh, established uh, uh, economy and build on it and never build anything and just uh, recycle it like that and not uh, uh, be be innovative in terms of developing the rural areas to discourage the the, the 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 deliberate migration uh, that 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 uh, categorizes our people uh, as 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 perpetual workers and not as producers you see uh, uh, that we must we must produce our children we must produce our 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 expertise and what <laughs> else we which is not what... Can you mute your microphone? Those laughs, it's a problem. 
So we would like to vulnerable Okay. Okay, Chair. please. Can you mute your microphone? I've said that. Whatever we do, can we please mute your microphones so that we don't disrupt speakers? It's my humble plea, please, uh, honorable members of the house, please. Proceed, honorable Tessa. Mine is, is that short. And so, uh, so, 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 so the Constitution also guarantees equality and discrimination and, and discrimination on grounds such as gender and race as is prohibited. As a consequence, customary laws that are discriminatory on the grounds of gender and race are unconstitutional. And the Concord struck, has struck down laws that prevent women from owning property within within customary marriages and inherit property. Those are the things that I think that are, they are progressive, they will, they will assist the, the South African community going forward in terms of the development of, of, of the customary law and, 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 and what uh, then should, uh, should, should speak to the rights of, 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 of women and, 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 and vulnerable communities within the traditional communities, Chairperson. Uh, and uh, the, one, the, the other one, the, the other worrisome factor is, 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 the, is, is, the, is the reduction of, in terms of section 81 of the Municipal Structures Act, which requires each MEC to issue a gazette which, which regulates the participation of traditional leaders in municipal affairs. You, not all MEC have done this. And we, we, we need as a community, as a, as a committee to then uh, uh, say that what is COCTA going to do now that the, 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 the traditional leaders have rejected uh, the, 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 the reduction of, 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 of participation in the, in the, in the, in the, in the council. And so Chairperson, those are my uh, uh, submissions there. Uh, 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 in terms of uh, what what I, I thank you very much for the opportunity, Chairperson. Thank you so much. It's much appreciated, and I'll, I allowed you to go on and on because I know of the passion you have on these matters. Yes, but what I find it tragical is uh, we have adopted the program. It seems as if most of you we agreed that we're going to use this day to interact with this but of late i was told you are in constituencies but we'll deal with it it's okay then let's allow honorable karan chava to raise issues as she love to raise them uh, thank you I seem to have connection to not to hear you. Is your data and network okay? Let's try it and see. Can the other members hold it on there? Let me check with others. Maybe it's on my side. Can you hear the member, please? You are Can not just... hearing me correctly. You hear 
We can't hear you. Hear me? We can hear you. We can hear you. Thank you. Honorable Speaker, I We can hear you. Can you get a better connection and get a, a better connection? Let's hear you right without a video. Try it now again. Hello. Yes, Hello. that's better. That's okay. better. Proceed. Okay. Chair, let me <clears throat> greet my chairperson with my colleagues, firstly, and uh, our traditional leaders and the department of House of Traditional Leaders. Chairperson, <clears throat> as much as we are defending the House of Traditional Leaders as, as members of parliament and in, in their land, but Chair, I have a problem. <clears throat> there was the time where the Ingonyama Trust land was attacked. We didn't hear them saying anything. It was well and good to them that the Ingonyama trust to be uh, the, the, and land to, to be attacked. And, the, and the, my observation, it seems like uh, they are not defending each other, even themselves. It is good when they are sitting where they seated, when other they are courses or kings or chiefs attacked. They just keep quiet. I have, a, I have a problem with that. Maybe if they can maybe clarify us, why did they keep quiet when the Ngonyama Trust land was attacked by the government? Because as we are saying here, one of the chiefs said the land in his, they are in, in, in the traditional leadership, uh, house of leadership, it seems like it is the heritage of which is true. That is true. That is why the Ingonyama Trust is securing the land of Ingonyama. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, Honorable Chava. Chava. Can I? There's not any other member. It will be my turn now. Hello? Hello, Ngosukule speaking. No, we don't do like that. You raise your hands if you no, can't. Okay, you can you raise you your hand on the chat. On the chat, Ngosukule. You raise it on the chat. It's still. No, it says to me, it's unmuted, ma'am. Yeah, but mute your microphone, I'll recognize you. It's a bit disruptive. Nobody will mute you unless if your microphone was on, then the admin will mute you because you are not recognized by the chairperson to speak. Can you please refer me to the chairperson, ma'am? I'm the chairperson. Yes, uh, can you unmute me? 
You are not muted. You are talking not being recognized in Kosovo. Okay, ma'am. You are talking not being recognized. That's the way the problem lies. Okay. Mute your microphone. I'll call your name now that I know that you want to speak. Can you mute your microphone now? Let me just check it. You do it quietly, not talking. Just mute quietly, not talking. Please. There you go. I, I have issues here. It when when after that then yes I will allow Ingusi to speak. But before that, that uh, we get responses first from the department, then. Then I will allow all of you because initially I said let's do that. Nobody raised the hands. Uh, I think the issue that is very critical on the presentation as it was said from the from the department. On slide six and seven. The there's this report that says uh, on the suspension of Spluma. This is the method that's coming from 2017 in all fairness, colleagues, DG. You are still saying you are going to Limpopo, yes. As we've noted the progress that Limpopo has as, had as thus far. But then on your part, there's the department that is the lead department on your presentation, you are still saying you are going to work with the other provinces and also consult uh, the other departments, including the, our National House, DPME, Department of uh, Land, Rural and Development. Then I've got a worry that if this just says that without a time frame, without the time frame. This is gonna be going like that indefinitely because I should think by now, you noting this, it's a problem. And it's coming from the Indaba. To me, that, is, that was one of the short-term things that, isn't that you, are, you have identified the implementation of this uh, resolution as short-term, medium, and long-term. But if Limpopo has done that, because this is what we've been hearing since 2019, that Limpopo has done this. Now we're in 2021, three years later, the department will still work with provinces. Can you share with us what has the department done thus far with these other provinces done to say we'll work? Because I've got a problem with that because this is going to continue until five years, whereas there's one province that has already taken the lead. Maybe clarity on that one, then we are told what's happening in those other provinces while the work is in progress. Actually, what are the things, what is the meaning of to say you're going to work? What is it that you're going to do? Maybe that clarity will assist us a great deal to that effect. Then talking to the slide number seven again on the agrarian uh, revolution matter. 
yes, you are saying there was it wasn't much success. And then uh, DCOC will have to review its model. Maybe share with us because we know that the way traditional leaders that benefited from this CWP program. When you say that this didn't work well, what do you actually mean? Where this uh, agrarian revolution program was piloted? Uh, maybe share with us which few traditional communities that this program was piloted. You name them and tell us what were the weaknesses, what were the shortcomings, and uh, 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 that's the issue in relation to the CWP program. Because if we say we are told it didn't work well and we don't know what are the challenges, even if when DCOC is still going to work on that one, the, those problems, if they're not resolved, they are likely going to recur. So these are the issues that we, we, we want you to, to, to share more information with us. And then on the issue of the food and input vouchers, uh, wherein you are saying, uh, I think this is for the house, that this was done by the house in solidarity with, with the solidarity funds, wherein small-scale farmers and households were to benefit from the food and input voucher project that are part of food security programs. And then the, 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 the submission of 20,000 beneficiaries and 45,000 beneficiaries that were identified for the food and input voucher projects respectively. I've got the difficulty to, to, to let it go there without somebody telling us the impact and actually if these numbers actually received these uh, vouchers or if not yet, what is the rollout plan to make sure that these 20,000 and 45,000 beneficiaries that are identified to receive this, what is the status quo? And I, I'm raising it because there are leaders from province, from the local houses also, they will attest to us whether these things have happened. That's the other issue that I wanted to get clarity on. Again, on slide eight, you, you talk about the Rural Development Initiative find a memorandum of understanding with the Department of Development to assist your, uh, uh, the communities. In this particular matter, you're referring to the, the communities in the traditional areas to implement projects related to land, agriculture, and rural development, taking advantage most among the land that is pledged by Amakos. When did you sign this memorandum of agreement? I'm raising that memorandum of understanding because is it another document that is lying somewhere? How, if indeed, depending on what will be the response, definitely you signed it immediately. That's my thinking that you could have signed it immediately because I'm not seeing this for the first time. 
Any other report in 2019 you made mention of this MOU? Uh, what are these uh, provision of when and how are these uh, provision of that MOU in terms of what the objective was are being implemented to these rural communities? Is there anything tangible that you can showcase here and say this is a consequence of us signing this memorandum of understanding with the department? of uh, agriculture, land, and rural development. Because it's here, it's in the report that you've signed a memorandum of understanding. Any of the objectives of the memorandum of understanding that has been achieved thus far that you can then showcase and show us that you have indeed done something to that effect. Going to the inverse rural approach, which was launched then by the house itself. And then we are told this is going to be incorporated into the district development models. And we know as we're speaking, there are municipalities in these countries that have been piloted. And then if we're saying we're still going to be incorporated, is that incorporated on those pilot projects? That, that pilot municipalities that are being uh, piloted to on the district development model. If not, I'm worried to say with this thing to say we're going to incorporate and then you don't tell us the specifics. When are you going to do it and how? Is it for the pilot? Yeah, because also what I've picked up is that even when they're not pilot, government has adopted an approach to say, that's why you see all political champions are deployed to the various districts. So I, I, I just want to know where do we locate uh, it said it's going to be incorporated. Well, because I'm raising this because now municipalities now are finalizing their budget plans. You know, next month there will be. IDPs, uh, I, I happened to attend one in my community here where I'm staying here in the village. And I had wanted to see this thing also happening. We talk about these issues of inverse rural. I can't see these things happening. And then it's here on paper that this, uh, it will be incorporated into the TDM and the one place of municipalities will incorporate the aspirations and wishes of the inverse rural approach. I'm raising with this based on the following. If you check these municipalities that what they do, there's no focus on traditional leaderships in most of them. What they are focused on these municipalities is solely just to provide the services and in towns. You go to most rural areas. I've used last week in Kosimatlangu to visit various traditional leadership in Bembe on those areas where in, there was a municipality that was disestablished. And you find that certain areas of the traditional leadership now belong to one municipality because that municipality was divided 
the other portion was sent to Mosina, the other one was sent to Tulamela. You find a situation where in now towards the end of the term in Kusimatlangu, even the municipal manager doesn't know this area of this particular traditional area belong in their area, in the, in the new municipality. And in essence, it means that community has never received any service from the municipality since its incorporation in 2016. Now they are left with five months uh, in Kosimatlangu and other honorable senior traditional leaders in our midst without that tribal authority being serviced. So that's why I'm raising this issue. I'm, at, I'm stuck on it because now municipalities are busy planning. And where you are seated also a DG and the CEO, you know how these IDP processes are done. Have you ever made an analysis through your research offices because you have got a research program to check if the aspirations of traditional leaders are taken into consideration as and when these IDPs are made. I'm raising it also because of my experience over the last week. I hope uh, your colleague, Kosimone uh, Tengwe Ngosi Matangu, will share with you what we have seen there. There are instances wherein you find that things are just happening. The councillor doesn't talk to the traditional leader by there. And I know it's nationwide. All of you who are sitting here will attest to that. At some point, even if it's a housing project, the incos there will just be surprised seeing houses being built there. Whereas there's been a requirement that in those ward committees, there must be a rep from the traditional authorities. In other areas, those things are not happening. So I'm stuck on this matter on the rural initiative because if things were done properly, this is the thing. Because we are saying the intentions are very good on this uh, invest rural, or this is going to be a catalyst for development of traditional communities. It's a pity there's no one from DCOC here because I would love the colleagues from DCOC to be the ones that addresses this because that is part also of the communities. But the DG, you are, you are in one ministry. And at some point, that's why I get worried when we're discussing the matters that affect municipality. There's no rep from this Department of Traditional Affairs because these things are interlinked, they are interrelated. So th- th- that's the point that I want to get clarity on, as I said, because you are saying this is going to be part of the DDM. And the DDM is unfolding. When are we going to see this thing actually being realized as you, as you put it? Then on slide nine, on nation building. You talk about the TKLA amending the section 81 of the municipal structures act. And then you said the amendment then is key then in addressing the gaps of participation of traditional leadership. You all know that the structures act, though we have passed it as the legislature, is not yet signed by the president. 
Maybe you must assist us because isn't that when we came in ourselves, this edit has been processed by the previous parliament that came before us. Because I've spoken to everybody in our researcher and the, the response you said yesterday was that this is part of the schedule of the Structures Act, the amended one. Maybe because you've been there when this act was passed earlier, and that's the, not the matter because I was was to finalize this act when we came in, and I didn't see the actual schedule. Can you share with us that schedule so that you tell us what we, what you are saying? This act, this new act has done that, because I'm raising this based on the fact that the the, the outcomes of our in the when you were presenting to us while we were in Cape Town, the input, the input from your department, DJ, on this matter of the Municipal Systems Act, on the issue of the participation. Because the reality is that some MEC opt to gazette fewer traditional leaders and others. That's why it, we saw. That's why we said when we interacted with you, then if certain traditional leaders are gazetted to participate, if there are so many, and from where I said, there's not even any financial implication because if you have this senior traditional leadership within this municipality, why make them not make them all participate? And then you put some until the whole term finishes. There's no even rotation of all traditional leadership so that they can then benefit out of the discussions that are happening in, 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 in that actual uh, uh, municipality. And then where we were, because the issues that I'm beginning to also understand, DG, we agreed also in terms of your own commitment in November 2019, that you are going to deal with the harmonization of the relations between traditional leadership and government. And you are on record saying that you have initiated the development of regulations on Section 81 of the Municipal Structures Act, and you are consulting with provinces on the draft. That was 2019. The question is, what is the status of that draft now? Where is it? And then you've been consulting since 2019, we're in 2021 now. Will, will this reg regulation actually see the light of the day or what? And I heard you yesterday, although I was traveling, I was in attendance of that meeting saying that this has been addressed by the TKA. And I think I've got a different view to that effect, unless somewhere, somehow on the schedule, even even on the schedule is, because these regulations, they still remain a necessity. Because also if you check what happens there, they go this traditional leadership in those councils like spectators. They're not given any right to speak Safe to say that they are just going there to add the numbers 
and where I'm seated, they could be doing certain things in their constituencies that would be very beneficial than to go to just sit in a meeting and observe the proceedings of the meeting, more so that they are given the agendas that they can still read at their own time. So when we said develop regulations, develop norms and standards, it was solely for these reasons. And I don't even see how this amended TKLA act if, even if the schedule will address this without a proper regulation on that. Because even if the act is there, it has to be, there has to be a directive. What you are trying to say here also, we needed to see norms and standards. Uniformity across the country, because we're not a federal republic. Then this regulation will also empower this MEC who has got the power to gazette to make sure that every tribal authority is represented in those concerns, because I don't see any logic on that one. Then the other issue that you said you, 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 have, you, have, you have done at the time to harmonize traditional leadership and governance, which I don't see it in your progress report here. You had said as a department you've developed a, a model, a cooperative governance model for traditional leadership. And then uh, you said uh, the model emphasizes participation of traditional leadership in the governance structures of government across the three sphere in a way of creating harmonious relationship between the two. Where I'm seated, I still need to see that model. I haven't seen it. Despite our requests that you must give it to us, also share it amongst the, maybe the traditional leadership will tell us They've seen this model uh, 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 and then that has been developed. And is it working? They could tell us on the, on the whether this model works or does not work. On whether this model works or does not work. Because we are settled there. Then you told us in 2019 that DTA has also developed and is currently implementing guidelines for the participation of traditional leaderships in the IDP in the IDP process. Then like I said earlier, we, I I'm still need to see. I, even, I was once told in 2009 by the department that there is this guideline for the participation. And why don't I see you in this IDP process? And then you said that guideline was about how traditional leadership can play their role in the process of the IDPs. But then I don't see it happening. So these are some of the issues that I, I feel we need a response. And with this ample time that we're having here, I think you can assist us understand how these things work. The last part of the my issues that I'm, I'm speaking it also on behalf of those that didn't come to the meeting. Regarding this, uh, provincial summits, because I think 
the CEO, you've also raised it to say, you've been promised a National Land Summit since 2017. And then there was a requirement that this will take place prior to the national one. And even now on the president's opening of the house this year, the president is committed to that. But then province must, the provincial one must precede these ones. My understanding where I'm seated, I need to, the Department of Traditional Affairs should be the lead to coordinate, to make sure that these provinces do that. And then to avoid the situation where in the president time and again it's made cost to make commitments that don't get delivered like this one. I mean, in all fairness, colleagues, with due respect to my seniors, my traditional leadership, to me, why does it have to take four years to just convene a national land summit? Maybe the department must clarify as that. And then when the president said this thing is going to take place this year, he said it during are the mechanism and processes that the department has put in place to make sure that they, you coordinate it to make sure that provinces hold their provincial summits. And then I want to also know, because now you must coordinate both the provincial that will then it will precede the national summit. Can you tell us what are the envisaged timelines for convening the summits? I want, we don't want to leave this meeting without knowing that. And then what will be your role as a department in this regard? Having spoken to the issue of the agrarian revolution program, I think I've said that to say, for those that has been piloted, what lessons emerged in respect of those traditional communities uh, uh, that, that, that in which, to which the agrarian revolution program uh, 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 was piloted? I'm raising this so that even if we were to do that in future, when we develop programs and projects, we don't do implement projects that then that are subjected to to lead to failure. And then the other issue that one want to raise during the engagement of 23 February 2021, there was a robust discussion around these input vouchers that I have raised. And then um, I've raised issue here, the issue. If you recall, there were different figures that were mentioned there as well. The main issue was that the 2,000 rand allocated voucher was ridiculous in the context of small-scale farming. That was an issue that was raised again. So the follow-up also to that is that has the department reflected on the questions raised in this matter, namely whether it's possible to re- review that amount of 2,000 rand? a small scale farmer. The other issue that is very critical, and I think even the traditional leaders will agree with me. Mr. Mashish, when you were presented, you were presenting, you said the implementation were on the short term, 
medium, and long term. I think we've passed the short term period now. We've passed the medium term period now because we're almost towards the end of five year term. Anything beyond the five year term is a long term thing. Can yourselves now as a department provide to us as members of this portfolio committee, including all the traditional leaders who are in our midst, a concrete example of a resolution from all those resolutions that are listed in the 2017 traditional national endeavor that has been implemented fully and successfully so. Can you show us one, please, DJ? Let me end it here. The hands that are up are the questions or comments Inkosika Zingonyama and Inkosigule, or you'll allow them to respond, then I'll allow you an opportunity to speak later. Do you want to ask questions as well, Inkosika Zingonyama? Thank you, Honorable Chair. Uh, I think let us afford them an opportunity to respond to your uh, concerns that you have raised. Uh, so then we'll come after they've responded. There's a lot that we need to, 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 to clarify. And at least maybe when they, when they respond, our clarities will be, uh, will be covered. But we let us wait for them to, to tell exactly what is happening. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, Ngozikasin. Let's hand over to you, DG and team. And then if there are issues that the National House wants to respond to as well, that's the opportunity. DG, over to you. Thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Honorable Chair, um, uh, for the feedback, the comments made uh, also by the, uh, the, the, the Honorable Members. Um, uh, some of the issues I, I think will, will be taken up uh, uh, by um, our traditional leadership relating to uh, the question raised by uh, um, uh, the honor, Honorable Taban um, Saba. Uh, um, I, I think perhaps just to make an opening uh, response uh, before I get to, to the specifics. Uh, I, I think the, the, the presentations as it, as it stands a key thing in the presentation is that where it relates to issues uh, such as legislation um, within the competence of the Department of Traditional Affairs and the Ministry of COCTA, uh, there is movement uh, that, that has been reported. Of course, there's been significant delays at a point when the process of the development of legislation was outside the control of the department. So that challenge has, has, has remained and that frustration that the institution of traditional leadership has, has experienced to be shared in that, trans, in, in that frustration uh, because it has impacted also in, in terms of our own work uh, when, when it comes to uh, uh, the sector. Um, where it relates to legislation, that is not uh, uh, under the authority of this department, such as the traditional courts bill. Uh, what could be done at best at, at the time was to facilitate uh, engagements that could look at exploring options to take the process forward. And, and as, as it happened, 
the former minister, Minister uh, Mkise, uh, organized such an engagement with, with members of the House, with Contralesa, uh, with the relevant uh, portfolio committees uh, at, uh, at, at Batchwood to engage in discussions uh, where some options uh, were explored and the matter was taken forward through Parliament. Um, but the frustration, the frustration remains. Uh, I can say to this committee that uh, 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 the, the team had a meeting with the Department of Justice and Constitutional Development where they were saying, um, in the absence of the traditional courts bill, what are the interim measures that can be used to make sure that the functioning of traditional courts, courts uh, is not frustrated. Um, and I know they came to me with, with proposals to say uh, we can uh, use this section in that section of the, uh, I think it was called the Black Administration Act, if, if I'm not mistaken, of 1927 and so on. But there were fundamental questions of constitutionality there, uh, especially because many of the sections of that act, which was used previously uh, for uh, delegating powers to traditional leaders to preside uh, over, over disputes in, in traditional courts. Um, uh, 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 they, they could not be utilized anymore, uh, those, those provisions. So, so it's a frustrating matter um, and, and, and we can't say there is, there is progress on a matter like this when where we are sitting, we still don't have an enabling legislation for the traditional courts to function the way they should. Chairperson, you, you mentioned a number of issues re relating to guidelines and, 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 and we, we, we will, we will um, uh, uh, can indeed share those guidelines. They, 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 they were developed um, on participation on, uh, in IDP processes, on participation in, in the DDM uh, and so on. Uh, but ultimately this, these are instruments that can be taken forward in the partnerships that we go into. So there is nothing that uh, when there's, there, there, there are issues between this councillor and uh, one of our traditional leaders in, in terms of involving them in the, in the IDP processes, there, there is, it becomes difficult for us to say on the basis of guidelines to say, uh, uh, let's push this through and it will happen. So it's, it's, that remains a frustration as well to say, okay, whilst the guidelines might say this is good practice, and indeed, they, 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 we know of some of our traditional leaders who have said uh, in some of their areas that they are good examples where they are working well together. Uh, now, how do we make sure that that cuts across? And, 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 and we can't say that it has been resolved because it can't be resolved by guidelines. It needs much, much, much more than that. So how do we then take that process forward? Uh, because we, we can't say to... Uh, 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 to the committee that following the development of the guidelines, the problem has, has been solved. It has not been solved. Uh, the guideline is at best a, a good practice document that can be, then, then can be used. But if there is a problem of will, if there is a problem uh, on the other side at a practical level to work together, uh, I, I think we need to, 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 to see how we, we support each other and share ideas on, 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 on how to unlock those issues. You, you raised, Chairperson, the issue of, of, of Section 81. Um, uh, uh, Section 80, the Section 81, what, what we'll do is, Chairperson, we will, we will, we will, we will share that copy uh, with you. Because what happened was that the, with the 
traditional and Christian leadership act coming into effect. Uh, it doesn't change the Municipal Structures Act, but it replaces that, that schedule that was introduced by the Traditional and Coercion Leadership Act, replaces what used to be about uh, four or so paragraphs as Section 81 in the Municipal Structures Act. So you'll see now in the current Municipal Structures Act, not, not the amendment process that uh, our colleagues in DCOG are, 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 are responsible for, just by mere fact of this one coming into effect on the first of, of April, if you look at the Municipal Structures Act as it is now, the Section 81 uh, is the new one, uh, and it's, it's much longer than, than, than the one that was there before. And, and, and we will share, we'll share that, uh, uh, that document with the, with, with, with the committee. And, and, and I think when it comes to, uh, 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 to the other areas, I mean, we, we have been aware of the frustration on uh, there has been engagements. I remember when the, 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 the house uh, had a, a land uh, in, the, in, in Devon, I think it was around 20, uh, June 20, uh, uh, 2018, 20, uh, 2018 or 2019, that when that in took place, the then minister um, uh, responsible for this portfolio was invited uh, to talk to the house. Uh, and, and I was in that meeting and you could tell that even out, out, out of that engagement, uh, the frustration was still there uh, because the issue has not been dealt with. So, so when in the presentation, the issue of engagement uh, is being raised, it doesn't mean that it's still going to start. It has been, it, ha it has happened before. Uh, it has been raised with uh, uh, the, 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 the Department of, 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 of Agriculture, uh, Land Reform and Rural Development. But the issue is how, how do we unlock it? Uh, because in terms of mandates and competence, we are not going to be able to do it uh, ourselves. So the current process now with the uh, IMC on land reform chaired by the deputy president has packaged all these issues to say, as we now have this preparations towards a land summit, uh, let us deal with all the land uh, related issues uh, 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 where the concerns have been, have, have, have been raised. Um, and, and, and I think even when it comes to the Limpopo example, it's not, I mean, in our own structures as officials, the Limpopo example has been shared. The Limpopo example has been discussed, but then there needs to be a process to say, how do they unlock it and get that part attended to? And that's the frustration that, 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 that we have to admit to that we are still expressing that frustration. I mean, experiencing that frustration ourselves. And I think on the specific issues relating to uh, the, 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 the previous projects on agrarian revolution that were funded uh, through the CWP amongst, amongst others, our colleague is here, uh, our DDG Mashandu. Uh, she has a list of those projects. You'll be able to, uh, to speak to them and then also to talk about the, the, uh, the lessons that have been learned from that. I have also asked her to talk about the, I'll ask her to also talk about this MOU with the Department of Agriculture. This the MOU is a recent thing. Uh, it's a recent thing that, 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 that we've entered into. And, and I think it arises out of the first. What is recent? When? No, no, that's why I say the, the, uh, she's going to deal with the specifics when she responds. 
Um, so, so, and it, it arose out of the frustration that we had when we started engaging with the institution of traditional leadership and say, a pledge land, pledge land that can then be used for agricultural projects. And, and traditional leaders came on board. They came on board and, and, and they pledged uh, hectares and hectares of land to say this should be used for, for that purpose. But what was the next step? The next step was now to have our partners, uh, such as agriculture, uh, land reform and rural development, to, to then go into these areas to assess, do soil testing, uh, all kinds of things. Uh, and then secondly, also facilitate the process where uh, it can be, uh, guidance can be provided as to what is it that can uh, succeed agriculture-wise in this area. Now, we got stuck there. We got stuck because the traditional leaders were saying the land is here now, assist us to go forward. But that expertise we didn't have. The resources also to make sure that the farming inputs uh, are procured. We, 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 we couldn't assist. So the, the MOU uh, seeks to create a formal basis for together where we, we will say to them that uh, in terms of uh, when, when you say you're going to have a, a, a planting season during the course of this, this financial, there is land available. Now, we need the expertise that, that you have, and we need the resources that your provincial counterparts also have so that we can assist the institution. But you'll see from, from that experience that we, we, there's plenty of hectares of land uh, that were identified and pledged uh, by traditional leaders. But the next step uh, became, became, a, became a difficult one there. But I, I think, Chairperson, with, with your permission, if, if Mashandu could speak to those uh, specific uh, uh, projects relating to uh, the, the, the agrarian revolution at the time, uh, the MOU uh, that, uh, that we are having with the Department of Agriculture and Land Reform and Rural Development, um, and, and then any other issues that, that, that she, uh, she has identified. Our colleague, the DDG, uh, uh, Shoki Mahalad, is also here. She will pick up on some of the things. Uh, and then I can make additions, further additions, if there are other areas that, uh, that have not been addressed. Uh, but, but I think I just wanted to make that uh, that point that it's it's it of course it can't be said that the the, the issues resolved by the Indaba in 2017 uh, that they have all been attended to especially a number of those issues uh, where we would need the assistance and the cooperation uh, of other partner institutions uh, to, to to work with, work with us the frustration is still there uh, chairperson uh, ddg uh, mashandu if you could come in please Uh, thank you, Chair Peston, um, members of Parliament, uh, Chair Peston and the Deputy Chair Peston of uh, National House, Chair Peston from Provinces, DG, and uh, colleagues. Um, Chair Peston, regarding the Agrarian Revolution Program, uh, in 1819 financial year, there were 14 pilots uh, that were 14 sites that were piloted, and they were in the Eastern Cape, KZN, Northwest, and Bumalanga. Uh, the value in terms of uh, the amount that was allocated, you are looking at around uh, 100 million. And as it was indicated, the funding was coming from a CWP program. So we were working together with CWP. 
Um, the chairperson also was asking about the the, the lesson. Before, learned. before, yes. before, before you move, can you share those fourteen sites, their names, before you even go there? Don't give us incomplete information, please. Okay. In, when you say fourteen in, sites, Pumalang will tell us exactly when Pumalang kiss it anyway. Like that, do that. Okay. Um, in the Eastern Cape, uh, Chepassin, we are looking at uh, Hagebe, a community where there was a provision of um, inputs and mechanization, which is under Matole district. You're looking at um, a, the area around Mount Elif and Mount Frere. And uh, also uh, there was one traditional community area in Krisani, uh, Amatole. Uh, I mean, a Trisani municipality. In KZN, it's in Bangisweni uh, and Angosu Zondo. And uh, in um, Utsugela, you are looking at Mangwaneni, which was a, a Pigari uh, a project. And Emambateni, uh, which is under Did my. Yes. Yes. You are inconsistent with your reporting. On the top one, you didn't tell, mention the name of the project. Yeah, it would take a like you know it's a bigger a, a project. Can you also mention the like I indicated earlier, DG, uh, I mean, uh, Chairperson, that with the Eastern Cape, the first one, it was Hergebe community, which is the provision of inputs and mechanization. The, the next one was on crop production. Uh, and the third one, it was on uh, grain, uh, uh, farming, and uh, the, the case at N in Bangisweni, we're looking at about citrus and vegetable farming. O Okashamba, Emangwaneni, we are looking at uh, pigari. Emangbateni, um, we are looking at vegetable farming and poultry. Nyoswamlamoli, uh, in case then, you're looking at gold farming. And uh, you also looking at Gwandelu, uh, it was mixed vegetables. Enyandeni, which is Ngosujali, also you're looking at vegetable production. And Umkanyagute, uh, <clears throat> which was Andaindunumkize, you're looking at uh, crop farming. And again, you're looking at um, KZN, Kathamba, uh, in one traditional community, you're looking at um, uh, mixed vegetable farming. In Bumalanga, it was farming a box. Sabuswa, a traditional uh, community, uh, it was farming in a box and that you're looking at uh, ship uh, production there. Uh, in um, Northwest, it was, um, it was a sunflower, the project on a sunflower. Yeah, which which, was, uh, which traditional authority in Northwest? It's Molotte. It's, it's Molotte. Eh? 
Molote Traditional uh, um, Council. It's under Bojanala municipality, which was uh, Molote, around uh, Molote, Sunflower. How do you spell that traditional council? M-O-L-O-T-E. Molote. Uh, and under Bojanala. Mm. What was the, the project all about? It was on a uh, sunflower. Jose mm Montsiwa, -hmm. can you mute your microphone, please? Jose Montsiwa, can you mute your microphone, please? It's causing a disruption. There's a lot of noise there. Okay. Yeah, in you. Can you mute your microphone, please? Proceed, you are still at Moldova Traditional in Ujanala. The next one. You are muted, DG. DDG. And mute your microphone. Oh, we can sorry. Hear you. Sorry, Chairperson. The uh, next one in Northwest. Yeah. We, I think we are done, Chairperson. Uh, it was only one in Northwest. Yes, yes. So I will be correct to say most of the project will in KZN followed by CM Eastern Cape and then Northwest to go to one. Okay. Proceed. Yes. Yeah. Yes, Chaperson. Uh, in terms of the signing of uh, the MOU, um, that was signed um, in March this year, uh, the beginning of March. And as uh, officials, we are uh, the implementation plan is being put in place so that we make sure that the content or the agreement in terms of roles and responsibilities for each uh, partners, which is the Department of Agriculture and DCA, we make sure that those are implemented so that we 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 do not miss the the planting season that DG made reference to. So um, the implementation plan is is being developed, uh, Chairperson, to to that effect, and uh, there would be a structure that that would be established comprising of a. Uh, um, officials at national uh, for both departments and other relevant departments to ensure that there is sustainability in the implementation of uh, the, the, the projects, agricultural projects. Lessons learned uh, Chaperson on the agrarian revolution. Uh, Chaperson, this program was done through the implementing agents and uh, there was money that was transferred to the Im um, implementing agents to assist their identified um, uh, pilots that one has just mentioned. And with the implementation of those projects, there were challenges. So that's why we both had to, as DCOG and uh, DTA had to review their approach. And right now, the approach that we are looking at is that of cooperatives uh, development. And uh, we have worked together with the Department of ODCOG 
to look into that process. And also we are involving other um, government department, like the Department of Small uh, Business Development that will also assist us when it comes to training and capacitating the cooperatives in those areas for the implementation of that project. So chairperson around the agrarian revolution, I think those are the uh, inputs one can make. Unless before, there before, are... before, before, before you go, the list that you were reading from, the others you didn't mention, the traditional leaders there, I think you can go through them at the later stage you'll do that. The other concern, we know this is the project before the current house was inaugurated. And then uh, when this thing of a green revolution started, except the one that was held in Mpumalang and that's the rest, the house, I know they cannot account for them. The question truly speaking, who identified these projects? And you have not yet spoken to the success stories unless because you are saying you are over. And there was a question to say, if you're saying there was a sunflower project in Muloto, traditional authority in Northwest will give us the value of the project. And then what was the success story or the failure story? And if it's a failure story, what recourse was taken? Because this project, as you tell us, that it was over hundred million invested on this. They were meant for them to be sustainable. And you also tell us out of these ones, which ones are still there? They're still alive, active, they are sustainable. That's the success story that we want to hear from your part. Over to you, DDG. Uh, thank you, uh, Chairperson. Uh, I, I, would, I would like to indicate that uh, the current house of uh, traditional leaders, um, I, would, I would safely say the they, they, they are aware of uh, the process that was undertaken because this agrarian revolution uh, started during um, in 2018, during the era of um, uh, Minister Mkhize, former Minister of Kwakta, Minister Mkhize. Uh, so that, 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 that's when it was started. Um, the projects in terms of the identification of projects uh, there was a process whereby uh, traditional leaders were requested to submit uh, that the, the projects that they would like to have in their traditional communities. And obviously, because we were coordinating as the Department of Traditional Affairs, all the projects that were received were then um, uh, taken to, uh, were discussed with CWP because they had funding. They had a criteria that they were using in terms of the allocation of uh, the budget to those projects. And that's how the projects were, were identified. In terms of the successes and failures, 
CWP because they were funders of their projects. They're working closely with uh, the implementing agents, but Chairperson, maybe it's safe to say we can get the details of, uh, of the report from our colleagues from CWP and maybe um, share with the committee members in terms of some of the projects that were in terms of the failures and successes. But I must say, Chairperson, that those projects, they are currently, they are still there. And uh, that's when we are saying we are working closely with the CWP to make sure that um, there is sustainability. So what has happened with the, the CWP, they've made sure that they in, involve colleagues in provinces so that they, whenever there are challenges, those challenges are brought to the attention of colleagues within the Department of Agriculture in various provinces. So maybe we will have to make um, a, a, a report available to the members uh, for this project. Thanks, Chairperson. Is it, is it no contradiction in the sense that it's said yeah, that um, there were lessons learned. It's on the presentation. I was trying to zoom in to say there were projects, majority of projects that were polluted when unsuccessful. Now you are saying they are there. So if I'm to go, I'm going to Northwest in Ujanala next week. Will I see this sunflower project that you are referring to? That is there. Uh, if I'm to go to this case, certain things that are here as well. Will I be able to see that? Because at the same time, the presentation said uh, there are those that were unsuccessful. We are saying they were there earlier in the presentation. I was, I'm trying to check it. I wanted to slide number. Maybe we must read it together. And can you help me that slide that talks about uh, these things that have failed? But you can be responding on the and I'll tell you the slide number. I read it from your own presentation. Chapasin, we I, I must indicate that when reviewing this program, we were working, like I indicated, we were working with the department or rather with DCOG, our counterparts, and looking at what the challenges were, and hence the 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 the, the review. On, on the program. And uh, in terms of uh, the site visits, uh, Chairperson, I would uh, indicate that you may need to, you will find some of those projects. In fact, not some, you will find that the projects are there because last year, together with uh, our current minister, there was um, a process where these projects were visited um, to, to engage with the traditional leaders and also to identify some of the implements or the issues that were still outstanding, which our DCOC counterparts addressed in, uh, in, a, in, in, in their visits or in our visits with, with them to those sites that were identified. Okay. Are you done on your part with um, all the questions I, that were directed to you? I, I think so, Chairperson, but um, maybe the, the issue on, for the on, on, 
Um, the summit, maybe one can also respond to it, but uh, maybe if there's something that one may miss out on, I would um, maybe request other colleagues to add. The issue of uh, land summits, as indicated, it, it could not take place because one of the things that had to happen was to have a consultation with uh, traditional leaders on um, a, the outcome or the recommendation of the panel or advisory panel that was uh, appointed by uh, the president on land reform. So those recommendations had then to be communicated to traditional leaders. And one of the recommendations when engaging with the traditional leaders was that there need to be some uh, studies undertaken uh, to various uh, countries to see what it is that uh, traditional leaders can learn out of it so that at least when they put together um, communal land um, policy, those issues are being uh, attended to. And I must say, Chairperson, that this matter was also elevated to a level of uh, the IMC. And at the IMC, um, the deputy president then um, indicated that, in, in fact, it was resolved that in terms of these land summits, the Department of Agriculture would have to um, be the lead department supported by our department as a department of traditional affairs so that we can coordinate traditional leaders on the ground. Um, I think it was also mentioned in our presentation that those trips have been undertaken. And currently uh, both the deputy ministers of uh, agriculture and our deputy minister, DM Batella, they are consulting with uh, the, the traditional leaders. Uh, the first consultation was last week with the National House. We are still continuing with the consultation like with the Contralesa as well as the NKC after which we'll have to then move to provinces uh, to, to ensure that those uh, summits and the consultation sessions are, are, are taking place. And the department is um, together with the Department of Agriculture is working on uh, the plan to roll out that process. And um, I must also indicate, Chairperson, that the summit is scheduled to take place around uh, uh, September. This is going to give officials to put together the input that were uh, solicited from the provincial engagement so that it informs uh, the summit. So, um, yeah, that's what uh, is happening, uh, Chairperson, on the issue of land summit. But I think uh, maybe our DG or Mr. Stolle can also add on some of these issues if I may have left something out regarding the land summit. But the plan is in place right now to go to provinces and consult with traditional leaders. To share with us, I think DDG needs also to talk to these issues to say, out of all this Indaba resolution, what is the one thing that you can showcase and say, we've done it as a department? I think certain things are within your line functions. Yeah. 
out of the inner? What is it, the one thing that you can proudly say? Yes, there was this endeavor that took place. <laughs> and this was the resolution of 2017. It's one thing that you can say we fully implemented and done that successfully. That was my question. Chairperson, I, I think um, it, it has been mentioned that uh, the, the resolutions from Indaba, we've had some challenges because some of the things that need to be followed up on, um, they do not rest with us as a department, but we just have to engage with uh, other government departments. And as such, as a department, we have uh, written letters to the various departments uh, highlighting the issues that have been made. And I must say, Chairperson, that this is work in progress in terms of uh, some of the resolutions because uh, most of them, they really may not necessarily uh, uh, fall within our ambit or mandate as a DTA. However, we are doing the best we can as uh, the department to make sure that those resolutions we, we monitor um, and or rather we make follow-ups on uh, those uh, resolution and uh, it may not be a success for now, but the fact that the issue of a uh, land summit is being addressed at the moment, which is which I believe it's one of the critical areas that was um, raised at the land summit. But Chairperson, it is work in progress uh, we may not have finalized uh, most of the things, but we we are working towards achieving or rather finalizing some of the uh, resolutions that were raised or working on them as the department together with other government departments. Mm -hmm. DG, yes. let me come back to you again on this matters. If you have listened to me when I started in May, we said we do understand that some of the issues resolved with the INDAP are the preserve of the other line departments. However, yourselves as a lead department, this is an INDAP wherein you brought civil society, government, presidents, deputy presidents, everyone. And you are the lead department. You have a responsibility to see to it that these other line departments fulfill their commitments in terms of the resolutions. My legal understanding on how government works your department was the cardinal. How many progress reports have you submitted? Also raising these challenges that you are telling us now here, it's a, it's, 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 it's a, the others have not been responded. Because I want, where I'm seated, that's actually an excuse. And I refuse to accept that excuse. Because there are mechanisms in the government and the government doesn't operate in silos. 
if there's a commitment, the lead department must make sure that those commitments are, are executed. Unless yourselves who are seated there, you don't take this uh, institution of traditional leadership serious. And you are given that responsibility to make sure that you attend to all issues that has to do with traditional leadership. So I'll, I'll presume because I've been very clear to say, what is it that you can show than the excuse, because there are certain things that are within. The DG only spoke about legislations. That's what I could only hear. But at the same time, it's your own presentation that says certain things were short term. Did you ever sit down as a department and say, these are the short term things that we're going to do? These are the medium terms, these are the long term. Do we have such? that you can probably share with us here, that this is what we've done. And then maybe it's department-wide that didn't do this. And a portfolio of evidence of that effect. I should think on our part, because these are the things that you shared with us in November 2019, to say this is the stuff that you are doing. But where, 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 where one is seated? I don't see any progress. I'm not speaking on that. That's my own assessment. And I know that's the feeling of my colleagues too. I'll hear it from the traditional leadership themselves. Maybe they, they can see some progress. They will tell us they're here. Uh, the next DDG that want to, is I think DDG, the next DDG that's supposed to respond as it was it. But what I'm raising, it's a matter of concern to all of us. And I should think we'll be failing on our oversight duty if we don't follow up this matter. That's the matter we're going to share the race with the minister. And the deputy minister, it's a pity they, they both couldn't make it for this meeting, but it's a matter that we need to seriously elevate. I hope that just tell you are busy with my task. After lunch, you'll have to also come back and talk to all those presidential commitments and the progress on them, all of them, from 2019. The next DDG that has to respond. The DG told me there are two DDGs and uh, we've only got the response from one DDG. Where's the other DDG? Uh, thank you, uh, Chairperson. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think the camera shows. Uh, thank you, uh, Honorable Chairperson, Honorable Members of the Portfolio Committee, the Chairperson of the National House, the Deputy Chairperson of the National House of Traditional and Kwaifanu, leaders, members of the National House of Traditional and Kwaisan leaders, uh, traditional leaders present in the meeting, and the, my DG and, and colleagues. Uh, I will be, DG has already talked to issues of uh, legislation, 
Uh, I will just mention or add on the regulations because I, I think maybe we just need to, to refer to the TKLA because Chairperson, you indicated that uh, the schedule that we're talking about in the Municipal Structures Act, the schedule that we are talking about is not the schedule in the Municipal Structures Act, but it is Schedule 3 in the Traditional and Khoisan Leadership Act. That is the schedule that uh, the DG also uh, indicated that it replaced um, the Section 81 in the current Municipal Structures Act, and I think the DG has explained that. We have already now a, a, a chairperson emailed the Municipal Structures Act, not, not the bill that is, is still in Parliament, but we have emailed the Municipal Structures Act with the, the, the Schedule 3, Section um, 7, Subsection 1 of the TKLA in that Municipal Structures Act that we just emailed, uh, maybe it will be some 10 minutes ago or so, to the Secretariat of the, of the Portfolio Committee, Ms. Uh, Sherin uh, Karim. Uh, Kasim, uh, can you apologies. Can you yes. Talk to that email. Talk to that email and clarify issues as raised. Why does it say actually? Okay, the the email is the new municipal structures act. When you go to the traditional and Khoisan leadership act, I'm not it's, sure whether members have the. So I was very clear. It is to the new one. It has not yet come into legislation because the president has not yet signed it off. Am I wrong? Yes, I, I don't want to, to say you are wrong, uh, but it is not correct, uh, Chairperson. The Municipal Structures Act, the current one, not the one that is in Parliament, the, sec the amendment of the Section 81 was introduced to parliament through the TKLA. The DCOC Municipal Structures Bill that is currently in parliament is addressing other issues. So on the 1st of April, 2021, when the traditional and Khoisan Leadership Act commenced, it automatically replaced the the Section 81 in the current Municipal Structures Act. I will refer uh, members to page 132 of the Traditional and Khoisan Leadership Act. Uh, page 132, Section 7, Subsection 1 of the Traditional and Khoisan Leadership Act. It says, the Local Government Municipal Structures Act 1998, Act number 117, is hereby amended by the substitution for Section 81 of the following section. And that is under Schedule 3 of the TKLA. So if I have to talk to it, then I have to read all the pages, chairperson, of, the, of this schedule. So once on the 1st of April, it came into 
effect in terms of implementation. It replaces the municipal structures. We're not talking about the, the bill that is currently in parliament. And I, I also think the DG uh, clarified that. So that one which yeah. we, okay. that I am saying is if the, if the, the, the second can, can, can. Hold it on there. So it repeals and then what is now the provision of the TKA? Read it for me now. What does it it's say? Long. It's long. Let me read it. Participation. Isn't, isn't that we're talking in particular with the participation of traditional leadership? Yeah. Yes. It cannot be that long. Read that section. It is very long. Then Let me read it. Read it. Let me read it. Uh, Subsection yes. 7.1, it says, I've already read that the local government, let me start by the heading, Amendment of the Local Government Municipal Structures Act 1998. And then it says, the Local Government Municipal Structures Act 1998, Act Number 117 of 1998, is hereby amended by the substitution for section 81 of the following section. Then it shows 81, it starts with the, with the, with the, with the definition of terms for the new section 81 we're talking about, which started from 1st of April, 2021. Branch means a branch of a Quezon community recognized as such in terms of section 55 of the TKLA, Quezon Council means a Quezon Council established for a recognized Quezon community in accordance with the provisions of section 81 of the TKLA. TKLA means this, local house means this. That is why I was requesting if the chairperson can, not, not the chairperson, the secretariat can then put yes. what because it's a very long section. Fine, go to that part now of participation. Read that yes. part. The okay. part of the CKNL that talks about the participation of traditional leadership in concepts. Because that's okay. where we... Let, let me that. continue. Let me continue. Don't read let the whole... May, may, I, may, I leave out, may I leave out the definitions, chapter? Yes, just go straight to that one that now talks. That TKLA aspect that talks to the participation of traditional leaders in council. I want you to read it aloud. Thank you. Yes. A local house has been established for the area of jurisdiction of a local or metropolitan municipality, the chairperson of such local house, and two other members elected by such local house may participate in the proceedings of the council. There, under definition, they explain what the council is, is a municipal council, of such local or metropolitan municipality. And then it continues, where a local house has been established for the area of jurisdiction of a district municipality, the chairperson of the local house and two members elected by such local house may participate in the proceedings of the council of that district municipality. And the local house may, 
in respect of each local municipality falling within the area of jurisdiction of the district municipality, elect at least one, but not more than two members to participate in the proceedings of the councils of such, such local municipalities, provided that the chairperson and members of the local house contemplated in subparagraph one. Uh, let me check what the subparagraph one uh, is saying, but let me just continue reading. Continue to read, don't check paragraph one. Okay. There's a okay. point that I want to bring home to you now. Yeah. That's why I'm saying okay. read it aloud. Okay, yes. Provided that the chairperson and members of the local house contemplated in subparagraph one may not be considered for the purposes of this subparagraph, provided further that the person or persons to be elected for the purposes of this subparagraph must be residing within the area of jurisdiction of such local municipality where there are no local houses within the area of jurisdiction of any local district or metropolitan municipality, but there are traditional councils and quasar councils. The MEC hold, must hold a consultative meeting with all the recognized uh, senior traditional leaders and recognized senior quasar leaders falling within the area of jurisdiction of the particular municipality. And the senior traditional leaders and senior Khoisan leaders present at such meeting must, from amongst themselves, nominate one person in respect of each such municipality to participate in the proceedings of that municipality and nominate one person in respect of each municipality who will fill any vacancy of the position of participating leader which may occur. Provided that if consensus cannot be reached on the participating leader or the person to fill a vacancy, the leaders must vote for nominated candidates in any manner deemed appropriate by the MEC. At least a third of the total number of members elected or nominated in terms of paragraph A, B, or C must be women. The chairperson of the local house must, within two weeks from the date of any election contemplated in paragraph A or B, provide the MEC with the full names and surname, identity number, and contact details of himself or herself and all elected persons. The MEC must, in respect of each person, each chairperson, uh, <laughs> apologies chairperson, let me drink water. Uh, the chairperson of a local house must, within two weeks from the date of any election contemplated in paragraph A or B, provide the MEC 
with the full names and surname. I don't uh, need them repeating. Full, surname, full names and surname, identity numbers, and contact details of himself or herself and all elected persons. The MEC must, in respect of each chairperson and elected or nominated person as contemplated in this subsection, submit to the relevant local district or metropolitan municipality the information contemplated in paragraph E. The election and nomination of participating leaders as contemplated in paragraphs A, B, and C must commence at least one month prior to the date of election of a municipal council and must be completed prior to such date, provided that the MEC may determine a longer period, which may not be longer than one month after the date of election of the specific municipal council. A person may not be a participating leader if he or she is under the age of 18, is not a South African citizen, is not a recognized senior traditional leader or recognized senior Khoisan leader as provided for in the TKLA, has been convicted of an offense and is sentenced to imprisonment for more than 12 months without the option of a fine, is impaired to the extent that he or she cannot participate in the proceedings of the municipal council, is an unrehabilitated insolvent or has entered into a compromise with his or her creditors, is of sound mind and has been so declared by a competent court, is an elected councillor of a municipal council, is a member of a provincial legislature, is a member of the National Assembly, is a permanent delegate in the National Council of Provinces, or is a full-time member of any house of traditional and Khoisan leaders. A participating leader may no longer participate in the proceedings of a municipal council if any of the circumstances referred to in subparagraphs uh, Roman figure two, and Roman figure 12 of paragraph A becomes applicable to such participating leader, or he or she tenders his or her resignation as participating leader. A participating leader may not be elected or nominated for participation in the councils of more than one category of municipality. The death of a participating leader or any of the circumstances referred to in paragraph B will result in a vacancy of the position of participating leader, which vacancy must be filled in accordance uh, with the participating leader, uh, which vacancy must be filled in accordance with the provisions of subsection 2A, B, or, or C, as the case may be, and subject to subsection 2D, E, and F. A participating leader may participate in the proceedings of the local district or metropolitan municipality, as the case may be, and must perform such official or ceremonial duties as the municipal council may request him or her to do. Must attend and participate in any meeting of the municipal council and may 
subject to the rules and orders of the municipal council, submit motions, make proposals, and ask questions, provided that the non-attendance or non-participation of any participating leader will have no effect on any municipal council proceedings. Must attend and participate in any meetings of a committee of the relevant municipal council to which such leader has been co-opted in terms of section 79.2D of this act. Is subject to the appropriate provisions of the code of conduct contained in schedule one of the local, schedule one to the local government municipal systems act 2000, act number 32 of 2000 and the standing rules and orders of the relevant municipality. Is not entitled to vote in any meeting of the municipal council or council committee and cannot be included for the purpose of establishing a column in the municipal council or council committee and may address the municipal council on any matter directly or indirectly affecting traditional or Khoisan leadership or the relevant traditional or Khoisan council or community or any other matter involving traditional or Khoisan communities in the area of jurisdiction of the relevant council. A participating leader may participate in the proceedings of the specific municipal council for the duration of the term of such council as contemplated in section 24 of this act. May not serve consecutive terms provided that if there are no other recognized senior traditional leaders or recognized senior Khoisan leaders available to be considered for election or nomination as contemplated in subsection two, when a new municipal council is elected, a participating leader who has previously been elected or nominated may serve consecutive terms. May not request any other person to participate in the proceedings of a municipal council on his or her behalf. A participating leader must, within three weeks from the date of a municipal council meeting, prepare a report on all matters affecting the relevant traditional and Khoisan communities as discussed and decided on by such municipal council and submit the report to the local house and traditional and Khoisan councils falling within the area of jurisdiction of such municipality. Provided that where more than one participating leader participate in the proceedings of any municipal council, such leaders must, within two weeks from the date of a municipal council meeting, need to prepare the report referred to in this subsection. A committee of a municipal council, as referred to in, the subse in, in subsection 4C, may invite any recognized traditional leader or any recognized Khoisan leader other than a participating leader to address such committee on any matter affecting the relevant traditional or Khoisan community or communities. 
a participating leader must act in an impartial manner and must support uh, municipal councils in the identification of the specific needs of the traditional and Khoisan communities falling within the area of the municipality. Facilitate the involvement of the traditional and Khoisan communities in the development or amendment of the integrated development plan of the relevant municipality. Support the relevant municipality in promoting integrated local economic development and planning. Facilitate the participation of the relevant traditional and Khoisan communities in any affairs of the municipality that requires or allows for public participation, including the affairs of ward committees. Make recommendations and propose appropriate interventions in respect of service delivery within the defined areas of jurisdiction of the relevant traditional councils. Participate in the development of policy and bylaws at a municipal level. Participate in relevant development, in, in relevant development programs of the municipality Promote the ideals of cooperative governance, integrated development planning, sustainable development, and service delivery. Promote indigenous knowledge systems. Participate and ensure the participation of traditional and Khoisan communities in any environmental programs of the municipality. Alert the municipality to any current or threatening hazards or calamity which affects or may affect the municipal area. Support the relevant municipality with the implementation of the Special Planning and Land Use Management 20, Management Act 2013, Act number 16 of 2013, as far as that act makes provision for the involvement of traditional leadership or structures and may advise the relevant uh, municipal council or met on matters concerning the heritage, language, customs, and traditions uh, of the relevant uh, traditional and Khoisan communities. Apologies. Um, I just wanted to drink water. The councillors of a municipal council and the participating leaders must recognize and respect each other's status and roles within the affairs of the municipality. Recognize and respect the local sphere of government as a distinctive, interdependent, and interrelated sphere of government as contemplated in the constitution and cooperate with one another in mutual trust and good faith by fostering sound uh, working relations with one another and assisting and supporting one another in the execution of their roles and responsibilities in the event on, of, of any breach of or non-compliance with the applicable uh, provisions of the code of conduct contained in Schedule 1 to the Local Government Municipal Systems Act 
of 2000 by any participating leader, the municipal council consent must forthwith inform the relevant provincial house uh, of tradition of traditional and Khoisan leaders, if any such house has been established. Local houses of traditional and Khoisan leaders within the area of the municipality, if any such uh, houses have been established, and traditional councils and Khoisan councils within the area of the municipality of the nature of the alleged uh, breach. Any alleged breach of all non-compliance with the applicable provisions of the code of conduct referred to in paragraph A must be dealt with in accordance with the provisions of item 15 of that code of conduct. Okay, end it there. Okay. Okay, so, so what I was reading is the new uh, section 81 of the Municipal Structures Act. And Chairperson, you asked about the schedule. This is the schedule. Schedule three, it shows all the acts that the coming into effect of the TKLA will automatically amend. So, and then when you go to the last page, then it shows uh, schedule four, the, the acts, the, the legislation that have been fully repealed, meaning they will no longer be implemented. So that is the schedule. And then Chairperson, you also asked that we said to the committee that we developed Section 81 regulations. In our 2019-2020 annual performance plan, we had draft Section 81 regulations developed and we achieved that target. It was signed off by the minister um, or they were approved for consultation in March 2020. But then the TKLA was enacted or assented to by the president in November 2019. So because the regulations were developed in terms of the Framework Act, which has been repealed in terms of section, in terms of Schedule 4 of the TKLA. And it was then not, not uh, possible for us because now TKLA is already, is already enacted. For us now to take the regulations developed in terms of the Framework Act, which has been fully repealed. So what we then did, we then could not continue with the, with the, with the regulations and waited for the, for the commencement date to be proclaimed by the president. And because now when the TKLA has commenced, it gave us a new section 81 in the Municipal Structures Act or it replaced, then we then, if I have to say, did not con continue with the, with the regulations. But they were indeed at that time, they were uh, developed. Okay. Uh, you, also, you also talked about, you, you recommended that 
have we done a research on whether the the the, the issues or challenges that traditional leaders are putting forward to municipalities to consider including in the IDPs within their areas of jurisdiction, whether we have done that research. We did not do that research, Chairperson, uh, uh, but we have got the traditional affairs uh, research agenda, which we amend or we review on an annual basis. And we take this recommendation serious of the chairperson. We will then have that just to take stock and uh, of uh, the issues that uh, traditional leaders have raised to be included in the IDP so that we, we, we then assess and evaluate and then see what kind of uh, problems we can come up with to address that. Thank you, Chairperson. Okay, it's 13 past one. There are two hands. We can Inkosi Kazi Ngonyama and Inkosi Gule. Then we can break for lunch for 30 minutes and reconvene at two. Can I allow you Inkosi Kazi Ngonyama? Thank you so much, Chair. Uh, there's so much that has been said. One might miss some points in the process, so you can bear with us if we come again. I'll give uh, you another chance. I'll Thank give you, you so another much. chance. Chair, um, sure. I, I didn't, didn't just want to break for lunch without hearing the two of you. Thank you, Chair. I, I wish to mention that when we last met, uh, there, there was a request that was made that I submit the document that I prepared. I've um, responded, I've submitted the document. Uh, I wanted to observe the protocol of the House first by engaging with the um, with the executive of the house so that I know whether I submit the document in my personal capacity as a royal leader or under the name of the house. So I've forgotten about that. After I've got the, the go ahead from the executive of the house in, in observing protocol, I will heed the call. Thank you so much. Okay. Uh, coming to the issues that have been raised, my, my, my table now is a mess because I'm writing here and there. But I want to start with the issue of, um, I did mention that let us wait for our management to respond to the queries that are going to be raised. Some of them might be addressed, some might not be. But I wish to safely say that most of the issues that we have concerns uh, about have not been responded to. That is the okay. truth. Nothing else but the truth. So help us God as we are responding and presenting to this portfolio committee. Uh, I think my the other royal leaders will share we will share the same sentiments of saying uh, in the history I, I'm not long in the in this institution I took over when my husband passed on holding the position for the son for it's my first time in the house but be it the first time it's my fourth year now one two three four years so four years it's not a child's play I would have finished the degree by now if I was studying. So at least it's, a, it's, it's ample time to grasp what is happening and to see the processes and the procedures of how things are being done. On that note, Chair, um, 
the, 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 I can safely say we have never been in my in my in, in my participating in the house been engaged by the portfolio committee the way you are engaging with us. And on that note, I am not, I've not been mandated to say this. I'm saying this from the heart. I thank you so much. I think other members will say, will share the same sentiments because at least now we are we, we are learning things, we are hearing things. Some we are, will have to correct because we want to believe that at some point the, the some issues have been sugarcoated for a while, and at some point I don't want some statements will have been incorrect in as far as presentations are concerned. Hence, we requested earlier on or during the, the last meeting that if we, for us to be able to work hand in glove, let the presentations be shared so that we don't come and act as if we are ridiculing each other in, in, in the portfolio committee. As long as that is not done, we will have no uh, alternative but to come and correct statements here. That's the unfortunate part of it. So uh, until our marriage is sound, then we'll, when we come here, we'll call, come and speak one language. For now, it's a pity. They will have to bear with us. Uh, our management will correct things in this platform. Uh, Chair, I want to start with the issue of the, 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 the agrarian revolution, the presentation by Diti uh, It was It was on the... You know, my memory sometimes fails me. That's why I write. It was on the... Um, sorry. It was on the 6th of July, 2018, when we had a meeting uh, that was invited by the then Minister Mkhize. Uh, in that meeting, there was Minister Zogwana, there was Tatum Kize, there was Mamu Maite. Uh, we were also, there were also ro royal leaders from provinces. The, 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 state, the, the reason for that meeting was the, 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 the challenge around the issue of Ingonyama Trust. That made the, 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 the KZN uh, not to see eye to eye with the government. So in order to diffuse the, the, the smoke that was brewing in KZN, they called us into this particular meeting. We were literally uprooted from our areas. We had to rush like uh, no one's business. So amongst the discussions that we, we, we discussed was the issue of the land, this and this and that, including the issue of Ingonyama Trust, which we vocally mentioned uh, that we are against what is happening uh, by the government, the, the implementation or the suggestions by the government that Ingonyama Trust should be should, should be repealed or should uh, be disbanded. We are in support of. We have said that vocally that we are in support of Ingonyama Trust, and exactly this is in line with the thirteen percent we are talking about. That it should be uh, amongst the the the, the royal the the the, 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 the royal uh, the traditional authorities. But then the problem was that with the with them not being reconstituted, then what happens? Because we don't. We lack local standard or anything to do with uh, with the programs that that has to be done in terms of uh, ensuring that they are properly legislated or they are done in accordance with the law. But then, and in that meeting, that's when the issue of agrarian revolution was introduced. I, I know the date because I write. I've got notes. Then we were told that uh, the, the department, the minister, uh, unpacked this idea. It was a good idea. 
Uh, and he mentioned that they, we are going to be working with the program of CWP. I think everyone knows CWP. I don't want to share the picture because we're fighting amongst ourselves with that picture as realities because it's a, there's a well-known name of the people working under that program called Tambalala. Tambalala uh, is to sleep in, uh, to, on your stomach and then you bask in the sun from nine o'clock until five o'clock. Then you go on the, on the, during the month and you get some money in some areas, not, of, not all of them, but mainly this is what is happening. And you look into the budget of that particular program and you want to say that if they can, does that money really, uh, does it equate to what is being done? Or are there any rewards for the particular budget that is being spent around that program? The question is, it needs to be answered by the COP. On that note, we, 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 I, we were told that let us uh, bring the land. Um, we did that as all of us as royal leaders. We were working like headless chickens. We, co- we committed the land and we were told that the program is going to start. It, I, I, it, I thank God that it has started uh, the way Mamushandu uh, Acho looking at the, she said she mentioned 14 projects. Out of the 14, they are clean the Eastern Cape. There's one Pumalanga, there's one Siabuswa. Um, I think most of them are based in KZN. Uh, thank God the minister then was from KZN. Hallelujah. When the minister is from Eastern Cape, there will be men in the Eastern Cape. Um, in, the, in the Eastern Cape, I will mention one. I, I engaged, I engaged with the CWP because I submitted everything that was required. Then the, the implementing agent at the time, I don't know whether I still say because I phoned, I took them into task. It was Tembaletu Development, a, a company that was, that was engaged to take the process further. And I, I was making a follow-up as to why in my traditional uh, authority there's no implementation when I was told that the, the, the traditional authority has been uh, high, highlighted or has been selected as the one that is going to benefit from the project. Because once we benefit, we are happy because our people uh, get what they want. And as, as royal leaders, it's something that really lifts us up because we don't have full support. As I was taking them on month to month, checking as to what happened, uh, being a, a mosquito in their in their ears, the gentleman. I want to protect his name. I engaged two of them, different levels, because the first one said, "Ma'am, I don't want to talk about the internal issues of our of our organization, but we take instructions from your Kota, from Dukok National, and we do as they want." Please talk to my manager, so and so. I engaged that particular manager, so and so. And then that particular manager said to me, ma'am, we were told to remove your traditional authority and put the one of Gosipategile Olomisa. That's what they said to me. That's how I was removed. Okay, fine. Coming to that, I, 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 then I, I thought to myself, uh, then it depends that I, I, I ended up concluding that we are in an animal farm situation where some animals are more important than others. Unfortunately, I was either one of those animals at a lower level, hence the name was removed. I am still aggrieved to this day about that decision. And I don't know who the decision, who made the decision. 
I don't want to follow that up for now because it is on this energy stress. So I thought, let me just wait up until an opportune time comes and then I will submit again. Maybe this time around, uh, I will be, uh, our, my traditional authority will be considered. Number two, coming to the one uh, of, of Mount Elif, the crop production one. As, as Umamu Untandaza was presenting, I found the royal leader who is responsible. It's Nkosika Zifikeni, Nonyani Zofikeni. I serve with her at the provincial house in the Eastern Cape. Um, I just want now to look at the, at the amount that was mentioned of 100 million. And then you tell if there was a, there's a value for money uh, in as far as the figures are concerned. And I'm glad that you said for each and every project that was done, let the, let, let the price tag be. Uh, each one, the, the, tag, the price must be tagged for each project. It's a 14 hectares land. They fenced, this is the report, they brought the fencing, the hydroponics that they brought, according to her, was the material was not galvanized. And it just, it was taken by the, within a space of about three months, it was blown by the wind, the appellate too, because of the quality of the material that was uh, supplied there. The, it hasn't been fixed to, up until today. They brought the seedlings and the fertilizers and the generator that never worked uh, up until today. That is what happened in Mount Elif. I don't know about the other areas because I don't have contact with those people. So I'm trying to paint a picture of the pro project that we are told that this is the report. We are gonna be watchdogs. If now, if there was a proper monitoring and evaluation, we are supposed, if we're working hand in glove with the house, they were supposed to ask us or to work with us to say, there are projects that, are, that have been implemented in your provinces. Work with us to see whether the, 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 the service providers have done the good work. Now, I don't know where they got the report from, but now I can safely say, the royal leader of that uh, of that traditional authority. This is the report that she gave me as she, as she was presenting. I am I'm giving you an updated report in the, as of today, the 22 of April today. Thank you, Chair. I, I, I don't want to dwell much, but in a nutshell, it's a program. Of We've lost her chair. Yes, yes, yes. And she was raising some very pertinent, interesting pertinent. issues. Yes. Yeah. Can we locate her, please? We've lost her. Otherwise, let's break for lunch, two o'clock. Then she'll start. Uh, I, I wonder, ask uh, Sorry to it. I wonder why is it that all the time when we are dealing with projects, uh, then we are going to be facing with the issues of the quality of the material. That's uh, But at least we are dealing with this thing tonight, Honorable Kleiser. Sure. The department in the evening, they are going to present on CWP. At least we are given information that will assist us to do our work in the evening. Exactly. Thanks for leaving your constituency and being here. 
I'm on and off like that. I'm, I'm knocking on and off. Can we break for lunch? I'm sorry, Chair. Yes. I, you know, yes. we've got a problem. Yes. Not for the so, time, my, my, my computer just Don't worry. Yes, don't worry. Try to charge the gadget in Then we'll proceed with you when we reconvene at two. You'll you'll continue. We lost okay, you. you. We realized that we lost you. You had only ended on the no proper monitoring and evaluation. When we reconvene, you'll start from there. Okay, thank you so much. At two. Yeah, can I plead with everyone to attempt to charge their gadgets now over this uh, 30 minutes so that by the time then you don't get cut of either lack of uh, power or something. We'll reconvene it to enjoy your lunch. Thank you and your comfort break, leg stretching, all those sort of things that you can do. See you at two. Thank you so much. Thanks, Chair. Honorable Cesar. Cesar. Okay. We are going to get a little bit of a little bit of a little bit of a little bit of a it's because Mama. we don't do it, man. Can't you imagine? I don't want to make Mama, Mama, I went to Fenda. Fenda. Kibona i i i i i trati i tuingole le defense ye ye the two hundred thousand two 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 thousand. Yo, ne volunteer zam ape ground invest na yenza lai. Best na yenza.
We are back. Thank you, Chair. 